In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management, providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit acminc.com today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska, their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com anchor town dogs located on fourth avenue across from the old fourth avenue theater look for the blue and gold umbrella from reindeer dogs to bomb euros they've got you covered anchor town dogs your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. 
Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. I almost missed it. You got it? Crack it up. There it is. Boom, boom, boom. B, you got one? You got a caribou call out there? Brandon? He's just got the hear it? breaking. Let's hear it? No, do it again one more time. Oh, shit, it already cracked, bro. <laughs> just pull the other ones out of your pocket. It already cracked. <laughs> just a LaCroix crack? A LaCroix? Oh, he's, he's, he's trying to hydrate. Probably been drinking all well, day. Joe caught that? Yeah, well, yeah, I've been kind of... I just need an in-between. <laughs> there you Cleanse go. Cleanse the palate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I said, Joe, I've been hitting those mules. Had it started with a breakfast mule. Yeah, <laughs> napped it off a little bit. <laughs> That's a lot. Carrying some shit there. Yeah. Well, welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode number fifty-four. Um, we're doing things a little bit different today. We got uh, Brandon calling in from Hawaii. He's on his his vacation there, and thanks for uh, still zooming in on the uh, on the podcast. B and yeah. then, oh, and, yeah. then, and then we brought in our good buddy Joe Peters um, from. Uh, the Beardos. Yeah, from the Beardos. Beardos. We just talked yeah. about that. On yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about the Beardos. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. We, we got no Beardo. Yeah, you cleaned it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be associated with that name anymore. But that's it. Beardo. After the Beardo, and then he just shaved it right off. He's like, that's not me. Yeah, well, I was telling him the locker room story down in uh, Homer last week. Yeah, that was fun. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming in, Joe. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, so a little history on Joe. Joe's a lifelong Alaskan, um, and he is one part of the uh, what I like to call the Brotherhood, uh, one of the IBW lineman boys. Um, how long have you been working for IBW? I'm um, 15 years now. 15 years now. Yep. Wow. And then, but that was coming through. Like your dad wor- has worked for them for a long time too, right? Yeah, he's he's OG. He retired. Yeah, and uh, pretty much didn't know what I was going to do at a high school. And he's like, well, here's your job, man. There you here's go. Here's your opportunity. That's funny. My uh, my dad made me interview at a high school for that. And you go into this room, and there's just like eight white dudes, you know, and it's like me, like with my half English, <laughs> like trying to like talk to these dudes, and they're asking me all these questions. I have no clue, <laughs> like what's going on. And you know they give you like a score, right? They yeah. give you like a score after that, and I was, and I don't remember what the score was, but it wasn't that good. And I don't think I even got like invited to go back for like a second. <laughs> you didn't make the cut. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make the cut, but I was okay with it because I, I didn't really want to do it. My yeah, dad was yeah. just like, "This is what you need to be doing. These guys are doing good, you know. Yeah. These guys are gonna make money, and if you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna do this." And I was like, "All right, well, I, I didn't make it." Did yeah. Your pops coach you through that? Uh, he's not really. He just kind of you know told me where I need to go and he's like he didn't give me any warning about the interview no nothing just like I just went in there like didn't know what to expect or yeah. anything yeah just like he said a bunch of white dudes like just grilling you I'm like I'm a kid I'm like I was yeah. like 18 years old I I was didn't know nothing yeah so it's like okay what do I say I don't have any experience I just graduated high school all yeah. I know is play played hockey that's all yeah. I did yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well I wonder what like they're actually trying to glean out of that like what are you going to get out of like interviewing some kid that has zero experience and like obviously his dad told him to be there 
Yeah, I think that there's probably like some kids that come in or, you know, maybe Joe's one that just show that they, they want to be there and have some drive probably. Yeah. You know, and you're like, all right, I think this guy could actually show up at fucking six in the morning and get up yeah. high on poles and the blowing wind. and. Oh, yeah, the nasty. Are you working out of Anchorage or what? What's yeah. Your... yeah, I'm based in Anchorage. And then what, what kind of jobs do you do? Uh, dude, we do everything from... You know, just the basic, I don't your house power, we yeah. do that. And then we go out of town and do the transmission stuff. Like yeah. from here to Cooper Landing to Girdwood, Hope. Then we even fly over to uh, Beluga and Tionic and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So we, we cover a lot of area. lines, yeah. Yeah, so. Do they break you guys up in, in like quadrants or something like that? Yeah, we have crew, we have areas. Okay. So there's like a north and a south. And then there's like an in-town crew. Okay. But most of the crews just mix up and split the work in town. Yeah. But how far north does it go before? Is there like a valley? Yeah. Brotherhood yeah. and then Fairbanks and yeah. all the way. What's all the ones that they have? So we we just acquired Chugach, just acquired uh, MLMP. So that's all of Anchorage is owned by Chugach. And then there's a separation there in Eagle River is owned by MEA, Matanuska Electric. Mm-hmm. And then they go all the way to like Cantwell, and they go almost uh, not to Eureka, but just shy of there. So they got a big area too. But then it's like Copper Valley, which is in like uh, Glen, Glen Allen. Allen, Eureka, all that area. Valdez, they got all that. And then it's like Fairbanks, Golden Valley, and they go all the way to Cantwell. It's like there's only not that many utilities, but yeah. all those utilities I just said they're all tied in one grid. Got it. So. It's just each individual company maintains their transmission lines that tie everything together. Yeah. And then is our grid attached to the grid in Canada and go down the Pacific coast? Uh, no, no, no. Nope. So we're isolated from we're our isolated. Rest. That's pretty cool. Yep. Huh. So we go to home. Joey, too. Right. Yep. was there, I wanted to ask, was there any motivation with the, with the big bros kind of, uh, being ahead of you there? Did they have any impact on your decision and, and, drive motivation for a feature or not no they they were doing their own thing so I, yeah were they quite in it yet they were no i was i was already a journeyman by the time they even thought about getting in oh really oh uh, okay is that how that worked yeah i thought them boys were in it before no i before was you had gotten in i had finished right. my apprenticeship and i was already a journeyman by the time they even got in is that four years oh yeah. okay yeah. So All right. with some All right. school and mixed in. So I had both my older brothers as apprentices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get you back, fuckers. Uh, yeah, they'll pick that up, boy. Yeah, <laughs> you have a good you have a good story about that? Oh man, me and Scotty, dude, I got him good a couple of times. We were in uh Valdez and we had a pretty long night. The next morning we had to we were flying some stuff. We had, we were in a, I was at a contractor then, so the contractors go wherever, whoever needs to bid jobs. But, yeah, we were working at Valdez. And long night, short of that. But uh, he was a little hungover. And yeah. uh, we had to, we were flying some stuff with a helicopter, and it was like some steep. We are on the side of the mountain there in uh, Valdez, and it's, it's gnarly. And I was, well, Scott, you're the apprentice, so get going we're gonna sit in the truck <laughs> and he was so mad he's like all right that's all he just put his head we had ropes to get up the mountain dude. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was brutal man i don't know if he threw up a couple times or not but <laughs> that's i'll never forget that one that's awesome man rope so you guys they teach you guys um like 
pretty much like mountaineering. Oh uh, yeah, we. I mean, not not really like repelling or nothing, but all the knots and everything. Most most linemen are really good at rigging and tying knots, and because that's we use ropes a lot for everything. Yeah, to even like um, for the climbing the poles and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, well, we we got these new. So they're called a uh, cinch locks. They're like zero, so you can't fall. So they cinch the pole when you fall. But now, but when I started, it was just a little lanyard around the pole, and you just now it's like it cinches a pole if you ever do fall down. Oh, okay. So it's like a there's a hole. You, I could talk for an hour about this stuff, but it's like safety. it chokes it. Yeah, yeah, yep, it chokes it so yeah. you don't fall more than like three or four feet or right. whatever, so you don't get hurt because yeah. there's a lot of guys falling and stuff. So it just had to go safety orientated so. yeah yeah i bet your dad has seen a lot of changes in yeah safety yeah. in general or they probably weren't even wearing helmets when he started yeah probably not no <laughs> yeah even i was like brought up and it was like the way you learn is you fall down off the pole and you hit the dirt and that's how you learned if you <laughs> how to climb it's like yeah getting splinters <laughs> and all that shit yeah I, I bet you can't be um scared of heights huh no there's there's times you're up there man and it's like some shit sketchy, and you got to get it done. Yeah. So, are you guys working on the, um, or even at that point on that new cut that they're doing for the road to cut out of Cooper Landing? You know, there's there's not that much work for us on that one. So, but they have been working on that. I mean, little stuff they have to move here and there, but yeah. for the most part, uh, not oh, not actually personally. There were some contractors doing some upgrade work there, but not that wasn't for the road. Yeah. But what kind of, um, I know that you guys do a lot of like, you're in the woods, you're in the mountains, you're pretty much out like deep because those lines run in crazy places. Like even when you're just driving up, you know, past Turnigan, um, is that where I'm thinking of, and you see the line on the other side of the road there, like there's, you guys got to get, be back in there and bear country and all that stuff. Is there, oh, um, yeah. is there like training that comes along with that? Like how intense is it or Chugach is better than most companies for like training on that kind of stuff, but contractors they they just say go get it done. But we're out there more because we go there on trouble. So if they, when it's out, we're the ones that go patrol and find what's wrong with it because it could be anything. We're out there in the worst con- conditions and it's raining, snowing. But bears are usually the least of our worries. But they are out there. Yeah. But yeah, we we do like silver. Uh, first aid training and like we do a lot of that survival training kind of stuff just because we're out in the elements if someone did like get really injured we kind of know a patch a guy up but yeah what kind of equipment do you use to access that kind of like off the grid stuff uh, a lot of that area in turnigan you can use four wheelers and snow machines and stuff yeah. we can so yeah because there's it's just too, too big and too far to even yeah try totally. to get a and you can get a four-wheeler under that sometimes yeah some areas you can yeah or helicopters we use a lot of helicopters if you have to go in those areas so do they they provide um atvs and all that so they have like their own ones yep what do they use what's the brand or whatever so they uh we're riding honda four-wheelers and they have some polaris uh six buys but they they really went all out on the snow machines so we we do a lot of winter stuff a lot of maintenance in the winter Mm mm-hmm so they really went out on the the snow machines last couple of years. I'm sure they got to get new ones every. Oh few yeah, years. dude, they get rallied. I mean, we got 20 guys riding those things. Yeah, what's so. the um what's the hot boy they're using? I'm sure it's gonna be something that can 
Oh, we, sled and all that. Oh, we got them new 850s, extremes, oh, skidoos. Nice. Yeah. We're oh, badass. Yeah. Some 900 turbos. They got, they got some, there's some new shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think these guys have heard about, I don't know if you even want to talk about, um, your accident that you had. Um, Joe got electrocuted, um, where I would think, what's the percentage of people that probably would have died, you know, and you kind of got lucky there. Yeah, I got pretty lucky. There's a lot of people do die from stuff worse than a lot, not a lot less worse than that. So walk us through what happened there. Conditions were probably on my side. Just, uh, I was in a backyard complacent. I just got back from, I was working in California and I just flew home for, I think it was Sammy's birthday or something. I came home and, and I just got back and I was like, not in the i was just like doing not going in out of the motion just kind of just doing my thing like i've been in the trade for a while so i was pretty comfortable what i was doing but just that day was a little off and i just brushed some energized stuff and it just put me out and it was just luckily i was able to get off of it and i didn't die i just got like a little entrance and exit wound yeah but it was like uh Sixteen thousand volts. So holy shit! Yeah. Holy wow. shit! And what were you doing? Just daily work. I was working for a contractor down there. Yeah. It happens all the time, though. You just don't hear about it. Yeah. It's pretty common. So is the entry point where obviously wherever you're you brushed up against yeah. the hotline. Yeah. And then the exit point. Talk about that. Like, it was like on my leg right here where my gaff was. So it, it went through my like. But I think it was through my clothes, so it never really went through my body because my it was really wet. I was sweaty, mm. so I'm I'm guessing it went through my clothes because I didn't have any internal issues at all. But it came out my shin, a pretty good exit wound there. Yeah. So is it? Um, and how would you explain like the feeling? Is it unexplainable? Yeah, dude. It was like I was felt like when I was out, I felt like I was really hungover, like because I was my head was back, and I was like I think I got a head rush. Mm. But it was just it. I wouldn't, yeah, it was horrible. You wouldn't recommend it? No. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you ever stuck a, your finger in the wall socket, it's oh, like yeah. that, but it intensified to your whole body. So it's just like uh, locked up. You're like, you're, all your muscles are tense, dude. Uh, almost, I would bet, like a seizure almost would oh, feel probably, like. Probably. Yeah, yeah. And then mm. is the exit but wound like a burn like. wound? Yeah, I mean, I can show you what it is. It's not much what, anymore, but it's just like a little, yeah. that's all it is. Oh, Okay. That's all there. I mean, you can't even see what happened, where it went in my, can't even remember what arm it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember you telling me that, I mean, you got lucky that it went out of there, whereas sometimes it, it could cross through a lung or your heart yeah. or something, you know? It could burn it, your liver and your blood. It really, they really, uh, I was in a burn unit for a couple of days just so they can monitor all that stuff. But yeah, I got real lucky. Yeah, that's scary, man. Yeah, it's scary. The main, the main, the main uh, fear is like damage to the brain and heart, right? Like from those shocks. Yeah, for where where I mean, it could, I probably goes any path, but mostly it's across your heart and your uh, vascular system, like your liver and all that stuff. So that kind of stuff. I think Brandon um, got it direct on the shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the <laughs> <vision>. lightning bolt. <laughs> 
<laughs> it does look it looks bad on the video. It's not that bad, but and I am pretty red. <laughs> it's a sunset. It's a sunset in front of me, making me look red right now. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah. For people that sun, can't, sun just, sun just went down. People that can't see us, we got uh, we got Brandon on the Zoom on the TV in Hawaii, and he's looking mighty uh, red, lobster. Red lobster. Yeah. <laughs> red we lobster. all got real hungry when we saw him. Just, just like, dip you in some butter. Today, yeah, I, was, the butter. today I was laying out there. I asked Rena if she smelled bacon cooking. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that SPF 100, dude. You know what, man? I have never had anything more than like 35. And then I started doing 50 because I got burnt last time I was out here. And everybody that didn't get burnt put 100 on the first day. So, yeah, I fucked up. I was like, 100 was the <laughs> I was like, I don't need that shit, man. Give me a give me 50 in some Maui, babe. I'm ready to go. Yeah, right. You got to use that kid block, mode. man. The kids. Oh, yeah. Just the one on the stick or just. Yeah, you got to use cheeks. it all, man. Actually, uh, our buddy Kyle has too, some good stuff. <laughs> uh oh, yeah. Our buddy Kyle, man. Shout out to Kyle. The ghost. The big ghost, big dude. Kyle. The, uh, the Admiral Senior to the White Shadow. Yeah, White Shadow. He, uh, <laughs> we went on the Golcana trip and he had this like old, old, um, SBF cream that he busted out. And it was like, that year was like so hot. It, it, it was, was just like crazy. every day, just like 80 degrees out. So it's just so hot. So you can't wear any clothes. And he, all he had was this old cream that wouldn't like blend into his skin. <laughs> and, and he's already a redhead, right? And he wears this the white. Light, he wears, shirt? yeah, he wears a white, uh, like a sunshirt, like a sun shirt that's really tight and white. And then he had the white, like all over his hands and all over his face, <laughs> and it just wouldn't come off. So it was just like he was just the white shadow for like, the whole soulless week. eyes looking at you, <laughs> just, just a ghost, huh? yeah. just the shark eyes. <laughs> soulless eyes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind uh, of like you gotta feel bad about it. Was that that <laughs> the year that he that you guys had the big battle rap? Oh yeah, the probably head, with the headwind. Yeah, oh, yeah. he did good. I he, thought he won that year. Yeah, yeah, he's he actually a pretty good rapper. Yeah, yeah. We yes. all were like, what? Oh, the ghost, the ghost showed up. Oh yeah, he went <laughs> he went full out for against Daniel. Daniel didn't know what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> that was a solo show. And he, he didn't bring the there. rhymes. You just brought the air burrito that day. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun day. That was, was that a about fun day. 3 a.m. or what? Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was the same trip that you decided you wanted to do jiu-jitsu, too. You were, like, full UFC that day. Oh, uh, <laughs> from, from Battle Rapper to UFC? Yeah, yeah. You're like, I got some holds for everybody here. <laughs> I think we lost Brandon. Oh, there he is back. Lost you there for a second, bud. Yeah, yeah, just disconnect. Um. What I missed? <clears throat> Not much, just laughing. So Joey, <laughs> uh, so are the are the brothers now journeymen too? Yeah. So Stephen was the last one. He just uh, topped out uh, probably two years ago now. Yeah. So he's still working the contractors, but uh, me and old Scotty are at a Chugach now. We're both over there. Oh, okay, okay. So we're like full time there. So are you guys on the same crew, or are you guys on separate crews? We're now? actually on the same crew now. Nice. Oh, that's cool. So we're on the north north side, so we travel to uh, Beluga. There's some transmission lines over there. So we we mostly do that kind of stuff. So do you like fly the 180 over there and land in Beluga? Or? Uh, we, we use the helicopter mostly. Oh, okay. But this, this, this winter we did some uh, 
with that wind all that wind was yeah, crazy yeah. we did a lot of uh we had to do a lot of work out there on the Sioux. Some yeah. towers go down, and we were out there for two or three weeks with the helicopter flying tower, new towers and old towers out and putting wire back up. So, And it's all, like, heavy, heavy stuff. Oh, so yeah. We had to get cranes and big excavators and cats out there, and it was just conditions were just right for yeah. what we had to do because we had to cross the big Sioux. With Did the, they do an ice bridge then? No, we just were able to cross. We oh. went out there and checked ice conditions. Yeah, It was just, everything was per- lined up perfectly for the company. So Sweet. we were able to get it done. Yeah. Do they have um, like their own helicopter and pilots or are they like contracting that stuff they, out? They contract uh, Alpha, Alpha Aviation, Yeah, I think it is. But that dude's cool. He's a good pilot. The owner is. We yeah. got some other couple guys. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they did pretty good for us. They f- just fly everything we need, so we don't have to haul it out there with snow machines and stuff. Oh, okay, you just kind of give them a drop off mm. spot. Yeah, they just long line, hook it up there, long line, that's throw it in a bag, and just whatever you want, and bring it out to us. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But we got a pretty badass new uh, snowcat, Tucker snowcat, mm-hmm. so they we can haul all of our our, our us or like four guys out there in that thing and put a little bit of gear in the back and do you get to drive that yeah hell yeah dude it's it's pretty sick that sounds awesome yeah the thing yeah it does (laughs) it's brand new it's it's pretty nice is it is it uh perks to the gig man yeah the most senior guy gets to drive it (laughs) no it just take turns just take turns yeah whoever some good music in there Oh yeah. oh yeah, it doesn't have a CD player, but we we got we got hooked up. Yeah, you got the Bluetooth kind oh, of. Oh, we mod. got the Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Just just minus <laughs> minus the beers. Yeah, I was watching the groomers drive around last weekend. I was like, damn, I want to go drive a groomer real bad. <laughs> Dude, it's it's got that Cummins motor, just purrs, and it's just it's a nice it's a nice rig. Yeah. No, I don't know how much they paid for that thing, but it's it's smooth. Yeah, we all paid for it, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> 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 it was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. You got it's your power right. back, man. Oh yeah, we got the the grid back on. Yeah, you gotta have that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Whatever makes it easy for sure. What's another? Uh, you got any good crazy stories on something when something happened out there, or someone got stranded, or I mean, you you said it, man. You guys go out on like the worst. Yeah. Worse when everything like the power's out and everyone's home, everyone's hunkering in, and these guys are getting the call up. Yeah. Like, all right, I guess we got to get out there and fix it. Yeah, it's, it's all blended together. I couldn't tell you. It have to. I'd have to think for a while to give you like a a specific one. Yeah, but yeah, you you said it right there. We <laughs> we're out there in the worst, man. This year has been really crazy for just rain and lots of wind. Like the valleys was like had that huge windstorm, and it was oh, like yeah. a week. Those guys were out. A lot of those people were out for a week. I spent a couple of days out there, and it was. Oh, they'll borrow you over. Yeah, they we haven't in the past since I've worked there, but uh-huh. it was just so many people out. They just were getting whoever they could. People were coming from Fairbanks and all over the place to help help those yeah. guys. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was wild. But other than that, I, the worst place I actually do work is probably Girdwood. Yeah, <laughs> just with snow load, snow and rain, just yeah. weather conditions. It's it's horrible, man. Yeah. This, I think it was that uh, it was a storm when it rained like three or four inches overnight that yeah. one weekend where all yeah. those bridges were washing out. Right, I was down there, dude. It oh, was really? Horrible. Yeah, dude. 
And you gotta be You're not like Just sitting in the truck No dude no. The only time I'm going to the truck Is get Change my rain gear Cause I'm soaked Yeah And I have to get new gloves Cause I'm freezing Cause it was like That temperature was like You know 40 degrees Yeah And you're just Freezing your balls off Yeah And I'm up, I'm up on it's a pole And I got One pair of gloves on And I'm trying to put Stuff back on And just like I gotta get down dude Or I'm gonna Get locked up up here Yeah, yeah. Hands are gonna freeze off What's the Um Man, that's that brings up a lot of other questions I have on on like the gear that you guys do. They supply you guys with some special like dope rain gear, or is it kind of up to you to decide what you feel works the best? How does that work? They buy us rain gear, but you know they get us this FR fire retardant gear, so it's not the best. It's like Gore Tex, and that shit just soaks through. But lately, they got us some some rubber shit, and that's that's about the only thing that actually works. The rubber, the, yeah, the old so like Helly Hansen, yeah. But dude, that storm in Girdwood, <laughs> I had rubber on full rubber, just full rubbered out and just soaked, dude. I I don't know how you get so wet. Just didn't matter. Yeah, didn't matter. Whatever you had on, you're getting wet. I mean, sweat and then you get cold. It just goes on any orifice, dude. Your sleeve, yeah. your neck, run down. It. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Wherever I can get in. I'm surprised there hasn't been a. Um, like a Helly Hansen or any of those rubber companies that make a jacket that's like, like fitted, like articulated and like, uh, they're always just like a dress, you know what I'm saying? It just feels like you're just wearing like a poncho, yeah, yeah. you know, whereas it, when you get some high technical gear, you know, whatever your yeah, brand it's got is, got the inner sleeve and the outer sleeve. Yeah. And then the elbows and everything's articulated. Yeah. So like you can move really good in it and it doesn't feel, it's kind of a little stretchy, even though the rubber stuff's probably stretchy. They got some, they're coming a little bit. They, they got some like Impertech, the Heli Hansen's getting better and then. I can't remember what I'm running now, but it's like Grundens or Helly Hansen. I think I got a mismatched set, but they're pretty good for yeah. working wise. They are a little stretchy, but they're still rubber, so they're gonna keep you dry. What about for the extreme cold? Uh bunny boots. Those bunny are boots? they're like really, really, really hard to find right now though. That's what <laughs> I heard. I heard they're really expensive too. So I'm like I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do after I can't get any bunny boots. Like that's all that keeps my feet warm. But okay. they yeah, they, they get us extreme gear that keeps you warm but you can't move in it oh you're just like a straight just oh, marshmallow sumo marshmallow guy yeah. yeah and then dude i my hands and feet i've been frostbitten so many times that i like skating at east 20th when i was a kid dude i get so cold and my hands and my feet so it's like a struggle for me oh your mom used to drop you off all day like mine. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I mean, we walked down there and I, we didn't have cell phones or i would be calling dude i'm like i can't dude. even feel my feet or hands <laughs> one time like me and my brother man Carlo is straight, like, hypothermic, on the ground, shivering, dude. My mom, like, forgot. I don't know what happened, dude. I literally had to go and start banging on doors to try to get someone to let me in, to call my mom, to come get us, and come get my brother, because he's just, like, just, like, full shiver on the, just on the oh. side of the rink. Oh, yeah, East 20th? <laughs> yeah, oh, East yeah. 20th. Yeah. Cold low? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, those days, man, just, like, walking home, like, Man, I wish I had it. Like we didn't know what cell phones, but I, man, I wish I knew how to get a hold of my grandma so he'd come pick me up. I'm like walking home. I can't even feel my feet, and then you go and we get in that hot bath and just dunk them in there. Oh, so the full tingle. Oh, oh so so hurt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, what 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 is the deal with the bunny boots? Like the military's not making them anymore, or mm-hmm. what? Why not? They got something better. I don't think so. I don't know what they have. I mean, what are the boys using? up here 
That's a good question. I don't know. Well, Jack has some. Yeah. What do they use yeah, on the what slope? What are those things called? Um, the baffins? Yeah. Well, I have baffins. Baff, there's baffins, and then I have the overboot thing. Oh, shit. Who makes that? <laughs> now, Nalco? They make like Neo, a rubber Neo, style. Neo, Neo, thanks. Yeah, the Neos. Oh, those yeah. are warm as hell. The baffins are nice. I like them a lot, but uh, I don't know if they're the right thing for what you're doing. Dude, it's just the bunny boots is like they're waterproof. Your feet ain't getting wet, yeah. but if they do, they're staying warm. Yeah. So I don't know. Those baffins are nice, but they're they're not like rubber. Like Yeah. The problem with the baffins for me where it was that I, my feet would always get too hot. So like <clears> even <throat> when we were out on that the last trip I wore them with you, like I didn't put the baffins on until I got out of the car, you know, oh, put them sweating. in the boat, the boot cold, you know, yeah. Um, but they, that's what we had on the slope. Everyone had Baffins or Neos. And mm. I really like Neos. Th those were cool. So it's just an overboot. But then if you're trying to go up poles and shit with yeah. Neos, that ain't happening. That's the thing, too. You probably need something with, like, some good ankle ankle support. Yeah. The, I mean, the good bunny life. boots aren't like the timer. best, but they keep your feet warm for climbing-wise. How, how many pairs of socks do you do and what? how thick in the bunny boots? So I started using those... Uh, Bombas, you've uh -huh. seen those? Uh -uh. They're like a like a slipper, but they go inside your boot. Okay, so it like wicks the moisture off. Yeah. Your, and then you can just wear regular socks. Okay, but I guys go back and forth. I'll wear lots of smart wool, or yeah, I'll wear a liner, those real thin ones, and I'll put a thick one on top. Yeah, I've mixed it up over the years. Yeah, growing up like snow machine and stuff, and with those things, I always had to go with like the ultra thin pair of socks in them. Or my feet would sweat and then mm. they get cold. That's what's good about those neos because you they sweat and the that uh, that soaks it up. Yeah, the yeah. bombas. Yeah, okay. I think the fishermen's use those a lot. Bombas. Yeah, I never heard of that. How do you spell that? Uh, I think they B A M A bama. Bama. Okay, not like bomb, like tick tick boom bomb. But bama, like bama. Bama. I think bama bama. They're little blue slipper looking deals. Yeah, we haven't seen those. Sounds cool. Um, it's kind of like a neoprene sock kind of thing. No, it's. I think it's. I don't know if it's cotton, but it's synthetic. Some sort of synthetic material. Yeah, it wicks away. Yeah, it wicks away the yeah. moisture. It keeps your feet warm. Now, what about um, summertime, man? You guys are deep in the woods, man. I bet the mosquitoes get horrendous. Oh, dude, I've been on some jobs like working out of state or out of town like valdez and that area like up north oh, like oh, dude. yeah i've worked in chitna a summer dude oh, the dude. worst bugs and then you're sweaty and wet and they just get in your face dude oh that's so the worst worst flies too yeah that it all, got it all mosquitoes no seams white socks Ugh. Excuse me, the show sounds like a good to, day. We'll a see good day out there. Uh, <laughs> and then trying to Your work misery. with the the mesh, you know, the the head side. Oh, yeah, with the headset uh, or the uh, head the head mesh thing and the helmet. Probably, yeah, you, you can't see them. nothing. It's it's horrible. Well, maybe that's why why you grew out the beard. <laughs> oh, to block them from the face. Yeah. Maybe that's funny. <laughs> Let's take a second, real quick. And, oh yeah, the thermocells. You guys don't those? Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. got those. Yeah, we got it all clipped everywhere. Oh, the off, necklace. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if yeah, they dude. work good enough for like those little ones, but they they do help a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they help pretty good. I think it depends. I mean, now they're getting good, and you can like charge them and yeah, USB, yeah, the USB, yeah, the yeah, USB charge and all that. Yeah, <laughs> I seen I seen like a meme or something on someone had one, and it was like 
like the size of a pizza box, the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you know the little fabric is like this big or whatever. Yeah. And he had just huge mosquito <laughs> problems, so he like made a whole bunch of them into yeah. just one like huge like pizza size one. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> around your leg. Yeah. Uh, let's give a quick shout out to some of the sponsors here real quick. Barney Sports Chalet. Supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan-proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska. Tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska, these products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. Arbor Digital, based in Anchorage, Alaska, is your go-to wealth management company. Arbor Digital is at the forefront of digital assets and cryptocurrencies. If you've been looking to invest your hard-earned money or just want to learn more about crypto, blockchain technology, or digital investments, give their website acminc.com a visit. What's great about Arbor is they provide a low-cost, transparent, research-based investment strategy for digital assets and traditional investments as well. ACMINC.com is your first step in putting your money to work. Let one of Arbor's investment professionals walk you through your options for financial growth and security. Start investing for the future today at ACMInc.com. Arbor Digital, your Alaskan digital asset company. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bedliners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. Alaska Overlander. Oh, yeah. Sound really good, Daniel. What's, yeah, you sound good on there. That was good. No, I mean, it's just... It's, it's nice to finally, uh, you know, after all the work you've been putting in and getting together to put those reads together and all the, all the sponsors, man, it's, uh, very grateful to, uh, you know, ha have all that support and then having you produce it. It's, it's a thing of beauty and I'm not, I'm not messing around with that comment. That's, I really mean it, man. I love it. Doing good work with that. Yeah. And anyone listening, I mean, support these companies that are supporting us, um, all these companies that are on board with us are, you know, backed by us. We know these people. Um, there are our local, you know, brethren out here. Um, we we trust their companies. They're all legit. Everything that these people are serving or any of the service that they have, um, you know, we wouldn't. We're not just here to like take anybody's money. It's people that we know and businesses that we know that we're trying to let other people know that these these are legit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Alaskans showing up for Alaskans. Yep, 
which is very important. Mm-hmm. Get that local. Get that local. That That's local right. 1547. Yeah. How many, how many, um, you guys are 1547. Who's number one? Is there a number one? Like local yeah, union number one? It's probably in like New Jersey or something. <sighs> no, I, I think it's like, you know, St. Louis or somewhere in there. I think I'm not sure. You might, you probably can Google it. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I bet we could Google it up. And then how many is there like 3,000? Dude, there's a lot. A ton, right? Yeah. Every state has to have. They got multiple. Oh, dude, you yeah. nailed it, dude. St. Louis, Missouri. Is it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. The numero uno. Local brethren. one. I didn't no know zero, that. zero, zero, one. one. <laughs> yeah, dude. Number one, does it say how many there are total? There's a the last one. There's like 2,000. There's like 2,000? Like but there's multiple different locals because other states have wiremen, so that's electrician locals. Uh-huh. And then there's linemen, and then there's like inside telephone guys there's there's a lot of different we even have like nurses and stuff in the ibw oh really yeah so like some of the guys the, the women work or men and women work at the what's this uh hospital in wasilla i know a lot of them are oh, IBW. Matsu regional or yeah what it, what it, i don't actually know what it's called yeah a lot of them are uh, ibw oh i didn't know that so they're reaching out they're just is, is 1547 out. all of Alaska? All of Alaska. So oh, there's okay. like three, I think there's three different. So there's Anchorage, Fairbanks, and Juneau. So 102, 101, 102, 103, I think. What about Homer? That's, they're so part of our. They're part of 1547. Yeah, yeah they're, it's all 1547, all of Alaska. Yeah. All right, there's 775,000 employees, either current or retired. And there's 947 active local union affiliates. Mm, it's wow. good to know. I guess I never Googled that. That's well, and that was from 2005. So, so it's probably more We're a little outdated. That? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's cool yeah. to know. I didn't know that. There you go. Learn something. See, next time you get in that room with all the white guys. <laughs> oh, I know we started in St. Louis and there's 900 and da, 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 da. yeah <laughs> a lot of the guys you know, like it's coming to an age like when I first started it was like a lot of the older guys there was an age gap yeah yeah from the baby boomers yeah. to like our gen and now everyone's like yeah. they're all like my age or like in the early 40s so it's yeah. like a lot of the older guys are they're going away so there is there is a gap yeah so they need like some young guys we need some young They'll, they're hiring oh yeah they're always hiring you hear that guys get to work yeah, yeah we need the is there a lot strong. of young young women and and guys coming into it or or does it seem like you guys need more than is available i think the applicants went down like well i wouldn't i don't know how the exact number but it went down a lot really Over since i applied it was like there was like a huge people a lot of people applying then it was like just dropped Be, uh, i'm not sure the reason for that either but a lot of people don't want to work. Not all, and they pay you to stay home. Yeah. You know, why go it's, to work? It's not an easy job. So it's like when you're apprentice, you're expected to do a lot. So, yeah. But it's well worth it, I'm sure. Yeah, you, you get paid for it, but it's it's a tough job. Yeah. Not everyone can cut out for it, dude. And like, you're, I mean, like you said, we're, could be in the middle of nowhere doing work that you got to get it done and if you don't have the right stuff and you just gotta you gotta manhandle it you know yeah how's how this how's the scheduling work is it like just a true nine to five unless there's an emergency or is it more like just depending on if there's repairs and you check in or 
Yeah, dude, it's, I don't know, it's it's a lot of weather dependent. You know, we stuff breaks. Like, at Chugach, we're, we're pretty much scheduled Monday through Friday, 7 to 3.30. Yeah. But uh, it, the weather really varies, so it's like we're either working a bunch or we're kind of slow. Yeah. Because normally this kind of time of year, we're pretty slow. Like, usually it's like just a little bit of snow here and there, and it's cold, and it's not like super bad like it's been like but this last couple of months it's been super crazy with wind and rain and snow so we're been, like this year it's been really busy yeah so like over at instar you know they have it div- divided up where there's like the distribution group and then you know the transition line kind of group and then emergency services kind of but they're all most of their stuff's underground mm-hmm. so are most of your guys just emergency you know, if if you put them in those pools, like what if there's not like a line broke, is there like new projects where you're installing new lines or? Yeah, there is. So we do it all pretty much. Okay. We have different groups for different stuff that happens. So we we got like heavy crews. So I'm like on a heavy crew, which is like four to five guys. Uh huh. But they have like daily guys that are like two guys that drive around and define the problem and then if it's like more than they can handle they call like a, yeah. a heavy crew yeah. like which is more guys to actually go do the job right but for like trouble stuff it's they, they just got a list of everybody that's on there that's lineman if wants to come to work they can go out and do it sweet oh they put out like a blanket call like this job's open and whoever yeah like at night if it's they got something going on they just they got a list everybody that works there that's lineman it's alphabetical call them yeah oh okay that's cool yep so if your name starts with a then you get way more overtime no it's, it, it goes around <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> it just goes around man. it's like i'd be changing my name real quick <laughs> and the summers is z and the winters is a <laughs> uh, summer's like uh silent put that shit on silent <laughs> Well, that's cool because you can either accept the job depending if you're out hunting or fishing or whatever. You can say yay or nay, and they just go on down the line, right? Yeah, August and September for me is a lot of decline. (laughs) (laughs) Or I got no service, so it doesn't matter anyway. (laughs) So a few years ago, I was sitting down there in in Whittier, and uh, on 4th of July, someone uh, knocked down one of the the lines. um, And it was over the road like where you go down to the – the campsite oh yeah but a bunch of people their boats there and they're all trapped in there and then you know it's fourth of july like oh, really? the morning and then they call you know they called you and someone's coming down to fix it so how's that work like it's a holiday is there like a holiday call list like mandatory you show up to work or mm. they just call it down the list until someone's willing they just roll the list until someone takes it yeah and normally i'm not that guy because yeah. i'm i'm gone yeah <laughs> Well, there's got to be people that are not, I don't know, don't celebrate certain holidays or, yeah, you know. The independents, they're like, damn, I want to be a socialist. There's yeah. some guys that they, they hang out and wait for the the calls, but I'm not one of them. Yeah. What's it, double time on the holiday? Yeah, yeah, it's double. But, you know, if it, there's other guys. There's guys around that, that usually come in, but yeah, sometimes, like, those big holidays, it is pretty tough to get people yeah, to come I in. Yeah, it would be hard to get me out. Christmas and New Year's is pretty tough, too. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Oh, and this year it was New Year's, right, with the yeah. windstorm? Yep. Yeah. That's. I think that was that when we were in Girdwood. I think it was New... No, was it New Year's? I don't well, remember. The windstorm out in the valley. 
Oh yeah, was the, like right yeah. after Christmas, right leading up to New Year's. New Year's. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it all blends together, man. I just forget. Just dude. been through so many storms and bad weather. It's just oh, all one. That Girdwood thing happened like in like late September, I think. Yeah, that was yeah pretty brutal. It was like feet of water, feet of rain, like between Girdwood and Whittier. I couldn't believe that, man. Yeah, we had to run down, and we, I mean, I got the bilge pump on the boat, but we saw it to go down there and bail it. Yeah, when that bridge collapsed to the the AWW facility in Girdwood, it was wild. Really, and to, to see the the water crest in the banks that much, I was like, wow. Because you know, I've been down there a lot, and I'm like, there's usually just barely any water going under that bridge. Yeah, and then it's like it's water right. level or road level. I was like, wow, that's a lot of water. They have you guys go out with sprays for bears or forty fours or both. Yeah, or we. What? We have both. We have a lot. Of, we can use bear spray, or they have a firearm policy that we do training every year normally to carry a firearm if we want. Okay, and just carry your own, whatever you're comfortable with, or I'm, they have like issued ones. No, you you carry your own firearm that you train with. Got it, dude. I from I'm pretty much carry bear spray, man. Yeah. Well, we we had that. we had that issue. Remember this past at Trail River? Yeah. Um. We were all camping, all our families, and that that little young bear kept coming around, and it got must have got sprayed three, four times, and it just would come back and come back and come back until the troopers had to come and take care of it. I guess did they take care of it? Yeah, I guess they did. Because I, I, he was like my three year old spotted him in the woods after we got done cooking dinner, and I, I didn't even see him. He was like, dude, right there out of my uh-huh. camper. I, he was in the woods. Yeah, and we were outside. And my little guy was just right there, and I was like. I had my pistol, but I mean, I wasn't right, right next to my shit. Yeah. But, and then I think he got kind of close and I wasn't close enough to, but I did spray a little bit, but it was, he was too far, but he just like, he's been sprayed before. Yeah. He knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. He knew. Yeah. It's scary when you have little kids out there. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. He came brushing up by the tent that night and I didn't have the spray. I just come came out and just shot one by him. Like scared him off. Yeah. Yeah, he was, like, just digging around in the fire pit. Like, just fearless, yeah. man. Just yeah. fearless, you know. And yeah. literally, he's, like, 10 feet away. Flare him. He's you a know? dangerous one, like Flare a three-year-old. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, adolescent. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember we called the troopers, and they, they were like, well, you know, if you if do what you can do, you know what I'm saying, defend your family and all that stuff. But they they said they wouldn't be able to come out till like the next day because they were mm-hmm. dealing with another yeah another problem bear in one of the other campgrounds yeah, um, which you know that's part of the part of the deal. Has any of the boys ever gotten into some crazy bear action? Mm, not that I can think of off my top of my head. No. We come across them quite often, but you know, for the most part, they're they're boogieing. And you're loud as shit out there. Oh, we're loud. Yeah. We got chainsaws, four wheelers. I mean, whatever. I mean, usually yeah. we're using power equipment, whatever yeah. we're doing. For yeah. sure. So they, most part, they're not bothering us. Yeah, I remember being kind of, kind of off the grid, laying gas lines like in high school and college, and you know, digging. We had a big old ditch dug and mm-hmm. dropping the lines in, and man, we're we yeah, have bear spray and shit, you know. But it's heavy equipment. It's loud. Yeah, yeah I didn't see any bears. No, they're not coming around there. They're all over, but they just they ain't bother nobody. Uh-uh. Most for the most part. I want to get into um, your epic 2021 uh, hunting year. And I, I think we've mentioned it before on the podcast, or I know I've talked about it. I, 
Joe just got like, I don't know what I called it, the Alaska slam. Oh, yeah. Where you pretty much got what? A sheep, a moose, a bear, a bison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What else? Uh, some deer, some blacktails. So, blacktail. Yep. Yep. Think that's it, though. And then this year. This year, uh, yeah, we got. You're going to you're gonna round it off with the elk and the goat? Yep. That's what, tight. what elk did you draw? Fognac. Oh, the oh, full slam. Right. The bull or? The bull. Yeah. Yeah, nice. the 7-Eleven. Nice. 7-Eleven. Yeah, and 7-11. Uh, if anyone's interested in that, a Fognac, we did bring Chad in on that um, a couple episodes ago. And I know Brandon Brandon has the uh, a Fognac, too. He got the cow one, I want to say, that is yeah. right after yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the one, I, the one three seven I, seven one three. I did listen to that that Chad's. I was like, damn, that's, that sounds wild. All the bears and stuff. I, I've been to Kodiak a bunch of times, but I'm like, normally I'm just deer hunting. I'm like, you you can quarter up a deer real quick and throw them in your backpack, so you're not really like there for very long. But we've had problems with bears on Kodiak, and I didn't personally, but there was some other people, a group that was with us did. They, what kind of problems? They. Uh, they were skinning a deer and it, a sow and a couple cubs came in and pretty much kicked him off their kill. And the dude was in the kill was in between his the bear was in between his backpack and the kill. Oh, yeah. And he had to leave his Barney's bag. Come back the next day. And we had it. to come back the next day and get it. It was yeah. pretty airy, but yeah, I shot another deer like twenty yards from where uh, <laughs> the backpack <laughs> yeah. was. And I couldn't pass it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we ended up getting the backpack and it wasn't touched, but. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to drag this a couple hundred yards before I... But it was like me and my little brother just killed a deer right below that the day before, and we took our time. We didn't drag it. We corded it out. I had my pistol on me, but I wasn't like, you know, you you don't see any bears, so you're like, ah, yeah. probably all right. You don't hear nothing, but you're like in the thick, and I'm sure you've, you've been to Kodiak. Oh, yeah. It's nasty. Yeah. You do, I mean, you're... If they come out like they're gonna, you're not gonna it's see them. They're like, oh, right they're there. right here. They just about step on your brother. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Exhilarating. And some of them too. come to that. They they're trained. So, so I'm running. I run a can out there now. So, but I don't know if that helps or not. But you do what? Oh, you bring like a food can? No, I'm running a suppressor on my gun. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, so it's not like a dinner bell. Yeah. Ah, oh. that's a good idea. So I've been doing that. I yeah. don't know if it helps or not, but. I never had a problem out there shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lot, like this year, I'd never even seen a bear. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah. It does feel good. And then, like, just hunting away from the river streams, like, seems, you know, that some of the guys are like, oh, we're going to go hike over there. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go to this other spot. It's not as good. I'll have to hike harder, but it's like, I'm getting away from that salmon river. Dude, the time before last year, I think it was in October, so the salmon were still in the river. Yeah. Dude, I seen so many bears. Yeah, it was like, man, you get up high and you're like, oh, there's a bear. Oh, there's a bear. Ooh, and it's like that's a big one. Kodiak is no joke. Yeah, yeah, I've yet to do it, man. I've yet to do it. Um, Joe, as uh, Brandon and myself, um, has been hitting the Brooks Range up, um, doing that DIY uh, hike hike from the highway you know a minimum five miles which is like actually that's a minimum of 10 miles just to get just to yeah. get into the hunting yeah, zone yeah, yeah. and uh what you and brett have gone the last three years yeah 
and been successful every time. Yeah. The first year, did you guys just get one? First year, we got one. And then last two years ago, you guys got each one? Yeah, we both doubled up last couple of years. Last and two years, we doubled up. Who, who got the first one? Was it you or Brett? Brett, Brett did? Brett. So, so you got two under your belt? Yep. Nice, man. That's so awesome. So I've been up last well, last two years, I was up to shoot, and then it just happened to be two each time. So That's always nice. Yeah. This year was like, we just seen the one, and we're like, ah, just leave this body scope. We got he's right there i don't want to i don't i don't waste any time he's like well if there's another one i'm like dude there's no chance there's gonna be two like just leave your spotting scope he's like he's like should i ah just leave it i'm like all right and he's then we just go and i'm like i'm like trying to shoot but it's like this the sheep is at a huge angle dude he's like like straight up and i had like no i was like trying to use my bypass like that's not working and i left my backpack uh, worst uh, mistake i've ever done yeah because I, if I had my backpack, up, I would have had a great shot, but it actually worked in our favor because it was like, I was, dude, I just couldn't get it, couldn't get a shot. And I was like, then finally I just was like able to sit and then like sit on my butt and like get a shot like this. And he's like, another one popped out. And I was like, he's like, wait, there's another one. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, there's another one. So I, he's like, I'm like, look at that one. Is it legal? I'm like, fuck my my rifle scope that's all we had i was like damn i told him to leave the spotter I'm like, damn <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i'm like zooming in on my rifle scope and it didn't take much he's like oh that yeah, that one's legal for sure all right that one's mine <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna switch i was already locked on mine i was like ah, i guess i'll take that one you know you know how it is it's like oh fuck you know you don't know what to shoot that was the year before i didn't know which one to shoot because we had i had opportunity on two of them Mm. he's like i was gonna shoot the one he shot and he's like no shoot the shoot the older one i was like all right cool boom and then it was like running a can it's like i don't know at the same time i don't know if it actually helps yeah but i think it does a little bit gives you more more time yeah they didn't the other one didn't run off right away no no he they, they were a little further out this year so he took a, it took a couple shots to get him down yeah but I think it was like a little out, a little over five hundred yards. It was just there were in a, just an area that you couldn't get any closer. Yeah. What What have you? Um, That's a long shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you shooting? Two seventy. Yeah. But I got that CDS, dude. I I'm pretty sold on that. Uh, what's that? It's that Leopold CDS. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just click it up. So you send them in all your uh, information on the bullet you're shooting, mm-hmm. and then you just range it and then you click it to whatever your range is and pull the trigger and there it is there it is it's it's worked for me i'm not saying a lot of people well it's probably a little more than that <laughs> how much are those running ah uh, you can get the vx3 they're not you can get you can spend as much as you want yeah 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 but in the bit like the lowest with the turret uh dude i think you i'm, I'm not positive but i think they're around 600 yeah, mark, yeah, five, well, 600 mark. about right yeah because you can go VX two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, yeah. I don't know them all, but yeah, VX three. That's what I got. That's I'm pretty yeah. sold on the the CDS because I did a little shooting before. You, you don't like yeah. trust it fully until you actually try it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm like hitting hitting pretty good at 500 yards. I'm like, I'm pretty confident, and I know I can hit something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, other than that, I wouldn't shoot that far if I didn't have to. Yeah. 
Were you hitting plates up at Dalkeena or? You know, I, I was working down south, so we were able to get out there and oh, okay. on the Kenai Lake and really shoot and, like, spend some time, like, just in our scopes, like, two, three, four, or 500 yards and just, just yeah. pounding it. And I was, like, pretty confident. Yeah, that's awesome. And Brett was, we worked together, so we were, like, shooting together. So he's confident, too. So that's Yeah, that's great. nice. How was the, um, I know you guys. Did you shoot your gun, Joe? What's that? Oh, did you guys just did you guys just shoot the one gun? No, no, we're we're both packing guns. We did both. Pack okay, them. so yeah. he he shot his sheep from the same distance with another rifle as well. Yep, yep. What's he okay. shooting? He's yeah. got a two seventy. Awesome. Also, we have different brands of rifle, but we're both shooting two seventy. Cool, nice, yeah, um, perfect. So you guys were practiced and trained. You guys are ready for it. Yeah, we don't shoot a lot, but it's like just enough because you don't want to waste too many am- too much ammo because you can't find it anymore. Yeah, yeah, and then you got to send in a new ammo because you, <laughs> you can't find the old one and get it re re locked in. Your turret's different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I w- I actually wonder like if you get something that's super close, like you know numbers wise, but it's a different brand and you go shoot and you're super dialed in. Like, what is the actual like difference? You know? Yeah, I bet Philip. Who we yeah. had on, we'd be like, oh well, it's the, 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 the yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I but don't he's know. like shooting all day, every day. Like, oh, you know, it's yeah. different for us where we're mostly, you know, practicing to go hunting and then shooting when you're hunting. You know, we're not just yeah, we're not like shooting all the time. Yeah, which like, would be nice. Yeah, if you could like do what he does, he he doesn't need a CDS. You just oh yeah, that and then shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing some cool stuff. I wanted to ask you about. um because we we didn't go to the Brooks Range um, last year, um, but we had been going. I want to say we went four years in a row, and it just seemed like the pressure, hunting pressure from other people, had been increasing. Um, I know that we go to a slightly different area than you guys um, up there. Did you find? Did you see a lot of people out there when you guys went? Uh, last year was a little different than I thought it would be. There wasn't as many. Well, from what I noticed it was less than normal but i mean where we were at we didn't see a whole lot of people but there's definitely people there yeah but i don't know it's kind of when you get out in the the woods it's like dude you could be in the same valley and not see a person yeah unless they're in the same parking lot that's the only way you'd see them yeah just when you see the truck when you get there but for the most part uh i don't know the I mean i think there was less people this year What's your opinion on um, going early and being on something on the tenth versus going later out there? Have you done both? No, I just go early. You go early because of weather. Yeah, that's the only reason I go early. Just I don't know if it, this year it was actually colder than normal. There was like snowing and shit. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I don't know. Would be better. Yeah. Well, I I felt like we saw less people when we went later. Like, everyone has the idea to go out on the 7th and hike in and be there for the opener, and you know what I'm saying? And that's, you get so much. Push them around. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go, you know, 10 days later, and all those, that first set of guys is all gone. And then, and that's the thing, people are worried about the weather. Yeah. You know, which is helpful if it's pushing the, pushing the Rams around as well. Um, But also, you got to be prepared for, you know, snow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there could be, there, 
definitely an advantage. There's going to be less people in the woods, which could be bad too because they're going to be pushing them back further. They could have been pushed back yep. from the previous groups, which I don't know. Yeah, it's they a, move a lot, so I don't. I think like if you're, I always felt like if you're hunting a peripheral area, then like hunting later is at your advantage. But if you're going to like the core, you know, like these seven river drainages all end up at the these two river drainages, which ends up to this, you know, mega glacier where everyone else wants to hunt. Yeah, you got to be there early, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. I, I like to be early because I want to be there like. Cause I do all this. All I think about, I was like, I want to go. She <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Uh, right. <laughs> your chances of that, like one nice sunny day when you're packing shit out, is uh, a lot higher. Yeah, it, like August is not always the best, but sometimes it could be awesome. Oh yeah, lots of short stays. You, you can get them. I wish I had some shorts. A couple times, I'm like, damn, it's nice out here. Yeah, or t-shirt, and it's like you're sweating your ass off about ninety percent of the time sheep hunting. So oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what are you guys using? Um, are you guys using a tent, a teepee? I know that we've talked about a lot about that. I know when I, with Jack, we tested out that um, that stone glacier um, tent. But the previous, like, five sheep hunts I went on, we always used a teepee, and that was actually the f- first time I'd ever used a tent. And so I was really biased on the teepee. Um, there's pros and cons, but I'm just curious on what you guys use and what, what your thoughts are. So this year I switched to that seek outside teepee. Okay. The Dyneema. Yeah. Dude, I, I love that thing, man. Yeah. It's legit. Like, huh? no, dude, it's legit. But, but previous we used the stone glacier too, man. The teepee's got so much more room, dude. It's like so easy to put up. The, the other thing you just got to get past is the floor of the shelter. Yeah. But it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so. I mean, because I started on with the floorless shelter, and then going from all that room to that little tent, you just feel like you're just. I was so cramped. Cramped dude. I've in been there. Been in a two man tent since I was like twelve, dude. Yeah, it sucks. It's not fun because you can't like you're not hanging out in there. No, dude. Whereas you can hang out. Oh, dude, in the teepee, cook in there. You can hang out, sit, chill, like leave the door open, look out. You, I mean, stretch, get up, do all kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm sold on. I got that seek outside last year, and I love that thing. Yeah, so uh, we were actually Jack and and I were actually talking about that before we were using the black diamond with Brandon and, and Cisco and, and those guys, the black diamond TP. Um, and there's not really that many brands. Um, I know we were talking about the MSR one. Yeah. There's the black diamond one. There's seek outside, and then there's Kafaro. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anyone, or is that pretty much the top four? There's some new ones coming out. I just I don't remember the name. There's a, there's a couple other ones. Uh, I'm surprised Stone Glacier doesn't have one. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't either. They should come with one. Yeah, I don't think they make a teepee, but there's a couple. Uh, what is it? Uh, Hyperlight. They make a they make a teepee. Okay, but dude, I'm sold on that Dyneema material. Yeah, talk me through that because I was talking to your brother um, on the one that he got, and he didn't go with the that material. I guess it's like double the price, yeah. but it's worth it because one of the main um, one of the main drawbacks is that condensation and that drip that you might get when you're in that teepee because it's just the one single you know layer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a double layer, so as you're in there breathing and you're cooking and you're building up steam and condensation, it's going to get on those walls and eventually come down the side. So you can't, you don't want to touch the side of the wall or put your sleeping bag up against the wall. Get on your get socks. And yeah, it's going to get dripping. dripping but you have a lot of room in there, so you don't really need to touch the walls. 
Um, but the first couple of times, there's three of us in one of those teepees, so you, someone's actually up against the wall. Yeah. Um, so what's the dynema? Yeah, that's it. They're all about the same. I think they do get that condensation inside. What makes that dynema better? It's just you don't have to seam seal those ones. Other ones you see have to like simmer on is like a that's the the brand or not the brand but the model. Uh -huh. But you have to seam seal all the they're they're not like seam sealed from the factory and stuff. Uh -huh. But this dynema is like the new new the fabric that everyone's like trying to get. At. It's like stronger than steel. They say like the they're like it's like legit. I can't remember all the facts on it, but it's the new badass material that all the tank companies are like trying to get it but it's like really scarce right now yeah so they're like even seek out size like it, your tent's going to be like three four months out mm. wow. is it um oh really yeah Damn. just as light everything uh lighter it's i think it's about the same so yeah. my my like teepee's like pound. two pounds i think it's two little, about two pounds with the pole yeah how does how's the seek outside pole have you seen the um black diamond one yeah is it similar or is it a little it's, bit different it's like a it's i think it's four sections but it, it's like two pieces and it's a carbon fiber okay so same as the other one yeah unlike carlo carlo has the mm. kafaru one that's like um what is that material it's um it's like an airplane titanium uh, tight aluminum something uh-huh yeah it's some sort of metal you know, uh -huh. um, which is a little bit heavier and it has a little, it has a little clicks oh, with yeah. a little tab so you can put it higher or lower. Whereas like the black diamond one is just one, one height. Actually, right. no, you can't lower it. Right. Brandon, the black diamond one. No, once it goes erect, it's just kind of that one length. You okay. Gotta, oh, sorry. We you got to dig, got to dig or, or elevate it to, to rise it. So, that new one you could adjust. It's got like four different holes, so you can go up and down. Oh, oh you can. Yep. Gotcha. What about it's telescopic? Mm -hmm. What about you know the dudes doing? They have the little attachment that you know ties the two hiking poles together. That's not good enough for the TPs. Uh, some I I I don't know, man. My thing with that is a lot of times you're in some crazy weather, you know, and you have that thing tied together. I don't know if it's going to have flex on that uh -huh. on where they're two joined together. Yeah. I've actually never tried it or seen it done. I know that's, they hype it up that you don't need to bring the pole. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely bring the pole because I mean, like we said all together, it's like 1.8. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it just makes sense. Like if you, it comes with the two cinchers mm -hmm. and then, you know, you bring a couple other little straps that you put on that thing and then, yeah. And you're going to have enough crossover a couple, three feet, you know, between the two poles. I, I don't know. I just, I had never thought about bringing the one that comes with it. I thought that we would use our own. Oh, no, poles. I think I would definitely bring the, that yeah. pole. Because I've seen that thing, like, in Howling. some serious weather, dude. And it's like, that thing has, like, enough flex to not, like, break, but yet enough sturdiness to, like, hold yeah hold that thing. How did, did you have any bad storms with that seek outside? Or? Mm -mm, not this year. It was, it was pretty good weather where yeah. we were at. So the Dyneema, you don't have to you don't have to seam seal it. Is it still have the same seams? Yeah, or is it all one piece? Uh, no, it's it's got seams on it still, but I'm I'm not hundred percent on the exact the reason. What you'd have to like do your own research. But I just was like, this is the best of the best. You'd pay the the most money, so I just want to like, you know, buy it once and cry once. You know, yeah, 
yeah. and they're like, this is the top of the line. That's what I want to get. Yeah. So that's the Cimarron one, but with the Dyneema with fabric. The Dyneema, yeah. And are those, they're, they say they're four, man? Uh, I yeah. Say, but it's yep. really two, man. Yeah, it's two, man. What do you use as the, um, as the floor? So I got the Hyperlite tarp. Hyperlite tarp? Yep. So it's like a little, just a, like a, just enough to, for your pad. Okay. But it's like, I think it's Dyneema too. I'm not, I'm not, I think it is Dyneema. But it's like super thin and folds down to like nothing. Okay. So is I it just, loud? Uh, not too bad. Yeah. So I got just an air pad, you know, see, see to summit or something, I think, pad. But no, it's not bad. Yeah. I was using, um, I don't know, uh, Bass Pro has like this blue like fabric tarp that I use. And it's, I want to say it's a six by four. Yeah, probably. Because I like to cover my whole area with that tarp so I can have like my bed right here. And then if I'm going to like move off to the side and cook and not just be put like your candy down. Oh yeah. Put all my candy in my bagels. <laughs> Shows up with candy. I'm like, damn, this is nice. Dude. Oh man. You got to have candy. Oh, I get those little Snicker bars. Oh, for that. Dude. oh man. Snickers. I, I got the some peanut sour, butter Snickers. Sour man. gummy bears. Oh, oh. Some sour patch kids. <laughs> yeah. We were doing some traits cause I'm like you, I had like Snickers and the peanut butter Snickers and the chili, uh, dark chocolate like shit that gives you calories and then he has like this little kid <laughs> shit and i was like well that sounds really good right now <laughs> it's yeah. just that little thing that you just uh you just crave it i don't know like, it was like good, day dude. like six dude good, you're just man. like oh man i want some gummy bears about this for 20 minutes <laughs> you gotta go with cisco he's got the full bag you know oh man <laughs> <laughs> he whips that thing you out you should see like, brandon bro true. talk about cisco man brandon bro this guy has two bags <laughs> This guy's bringing full peanut butter cups. <laughs> so like going hungry, boys. <laughs> Definitely not going hungry. That's for sure. <laughs> What's um? Are have you guys transitioned all all to um, peak refuel? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That's. I, I think it's top tier, man. Dude, they got they got their shit tastes good too. Yeah, it tastes good. It's hearty. It uses less water mm-hmm. and it cooks faster. Yep. And it's like more calories. It's and it tastes so good. Like they got it nailed, dude. Like so many calories. Like you just like that biscuits and gravy is like two thousand. I don't even know if it's, it's like twelve hundred calories for breakfast. It's like, <laughs> you know, you can't even eat enough calories to what you're burning. So it's like yeah. you need those calories, but you know, it's like I can't even eat it all. It's like I'm like stuffing it down. Like just, but it's so good. It's like you finish it. Yeah, Th- that was the one thing we were talking. Um, with with uh heather from heather's choice and we 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 were telling her we need like the manly like the manly one that's just like so hearty and just so much calories because all her stuff which i mean if you guys haven't heard the podcast that we had with heather from heather's choice i want to think it's like one of the first five um that we had but her packaging was it's you know it's meant for backpacking and really small packaging and and she had less space to put um her stuff in the store so mm-hmm. like you know those bulky you know mountain houses and peak refuels and all those take up a lot of space so as she's trying to grind and get herself her products in rei and all these stores like size mattered um which it always does. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I was I was trying to convince her. I was like, man, we need something that's like just big, like a hearty, like double size this bag so that we can just be like, because you're just starving, dude. You're just starving out there. Do you do um, the coffee packets? Oh, yeah. Instant. The instant ones? Starbucks. The, the Starbucks ones? Yeah. 
for the for the dude they taste pretty darn good for what it is dude it's like i don't even like starbucks coffee going to their espresso but their instant coffees are pretty good dude yeah i agree i agree and they actually got some other good ones at barney's um they have uh lion's head is that what it's called yeah they hit lion's mane lion's mane yeah okay it's like a, a four sigma like mushroom coffee yeah, and they got some yeah. really. That's one's really good too, and it's it's like uh, it's more like a steep. That's the only thing that I don't. Oh, it's, it's the bag. It's the bag kind, which I guess actually that might be I, better. I have man, some it's powder those, ones that are. Oh, the, do they have just the yeah. ones I put mm-hmm. in there? Okay, yeah, yeah. and they're, those are really good. It's all better than the original instant for, Folgers, dude. The Folgers just oh, in a man. Ziploc. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. But you mix the Starbucks with that like mush four sigma ch- chaga, mm. chaga lines main one. Yeah, that's pretty it's good. Ball. Yeah, on the chaga. Yeah, it gives you just a little mix up. I like to mix the um, Starbucks has like the Gucci ones oh, that the yeah. Brandon calls is like you oh know, the mocha what might white chocolate or the mocha, yeah, yeah. but it's like too much on its own. Uh-huh. So I'll have like a half of it with a half of real coffee yeah. and then save the rest of it just to like yeah. but just for like special just for like a couple a couple of yeah. mornings you're like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm a huge favor uh you know just proponent of staying on keto when you're out there and uh man man you hit that you can get the coffee and then put a bunch of that coconut oil in oh there. yeah emulsify that as best you can in the field but uh that's pretty tasty man that keep i do bring coffee. some oil yeah yeah Good. dude i, I fat bombs let's yeah. try those oh, for, oh what's yeah, a fat bomb it's just like coconut oil, dude, like peanut butter. Yeah. Fat oh, they bombs. come in a little packet, right? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I think oh, fat bombs. It. Yeah. Yeah, those are really good. good. I, I legit bring two. packet. Yeah. I bring legitimate two baby bottles of creamer. Oh, uh, dude. That's I, my one thing that I'm like not sacrificing. And I, I was I, laughing my ass off, dude. Oh man, I gotta have it, dude. Yeah. I, I I wish I could trans tr- transition to like just drinking like black coffee with just like a little bit of something, dude. Yeah. But I've been drinking coffee for you know as a Colombian kid, like yeah. coffee is like my thing, and I have to have my cream in there, dude. I don't know. It's just like, uh, and I will carry that extra yeah. freaking <laughs> sixteen ounces yeah. of creamer, dude, because when you see my coffee in the morning, it's that nice light tan. Oh man. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta have it, dude. I gotta have it. Fourteen days of black coffee and never go back from black coffee, man. That's what it takes. Yeah, fourteen days in a row, dude. Just do it, and then that's it. And then you you have like uh, affinity for the flavor, of the coffee, without like that residual sweetness in the back end, where you have that like kind of like tangy sugar flavor. It's just gone. Yeah, I don't know. I I'll never go sugar and coffee again. There had to have been a time where you transitioned right? coffee. Was yeah, like, yeah, on the slope. Yeah, you decided to go keto or something. Like just no, I was black. just like twenty three. Everyone else drinking black coffee. I'll try this for a couple of weeks, and that was it. Yeah, can't go back to the sweet. Yeah, well, I can't you, do. Joe, no. You a black coffee guy, dude? I, when I'm sheep hunting, dude, I'm black coffee. But like in town now, I I drink cream. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like when I'm hunting, dude, it's black. Yeah. For I mean, moose camp a little different than. Oh, cheap yeah, hunt. yeah, yeah. You got the oh. non-dairy creamer there. <laughs> <laughs> it's Just all bring the Costco there. double pack yeah. vanilla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Hit> Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But sheep hunting, dude. Like I'm not bringing cream, so I'm like, yeah. I doubled down on the Starbucks, put two uh, 
two yeah. packets in. Yeah. Double shot. Oh, the yeah. double shot. I get you called going. doubling down. Yeah. Get you brewed up. Oh, yeah. Get me going. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Time <laughs> to hike. The, pr- the problem with pairing Daniel and I together is we're both like slow morning guys. So we're like, oh, okay, we'll have a cup. We're going to get up. We're going to, you know, get hunting. And then we're like, wait, what's up? Another glass of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Turn the jet well back on. That's the difference when I'm going with Brandon. Brandon's like fast morning guy, dude. Like, you like open your eyes and turn around, and this guy's already like packed up, ready to go with his boots tied up, coffee ready, just like waiting on you. Just like, oh shit, I better fuck get my act together. It's game time. <laughs> now, I'm gonna be like that this year. Yeah, it, you need you need someone like that. Yeah, well, John Lala and you know Jake are like that, so I'm always like, okay, if we're ready, we're ready. But when we're both like these chill, slow morning people, that's not good. probably ideal. It's ideal for the sheep. Yeah, sheep hunting's like, dude, you can sleep in. It's like, for the most part, it's. I'm not saying I'm any kind of professional, but I don't get up at six, six five, six a.m. trying yeah, to yeah. sheep hunting. Yeah, yeah. I we, sleep in. We had a we had we had some more miles to put in this year, so yeah, yeah. We went a long way, so yeah, we did. We're going we further did. this year. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, we're definitely going. Sheep hunting is definitely an addiction. Yeah, um, I want to get a little bit more of that. We're gonna take one more quick break and give another shout out to some of the po- sponsors here. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Yeah, if you're a sloper and you want vacation, the worst week to get, only the vets get opening 
sheep weekend. No. You know what I mean? So, like, you got these guys that have been up there for 10 years, but they're way down on the vacation list. So they get moose hunting off because that's what they put as their first. But, yeah, so our uh, our hunting buddy, he, he's not going to be able to be off on opening weekend. No, I mean, like we were talking about, I mean – how much does it really matter? Yeah, dude, we're going to no and no man's land. Like no fucking people are going to where we're going. Three days of like just hating yourself. You're in airplane country. Oh, you can't get there in an airplane where we're going. Yeah, we're going up shit that doesn't have any runways. There nowhere to land. Just uh three days of like basically like six foot alders or willows and uh lots of bears. Good for you, man. Yep. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah. I know it's like the worst thing you like look forward to this shit. Yeah, it's funny when we walk through it because I'm like, fuck, I don't want to run into a brown bear. So I'm like singing songs all the time. Daniel's like, I'm trying to concentrate, <laughs> dude. This year, touch my knee. <laughs> this year we had a, a problem with the bear, dude. This is the first time I ever had an issue with the bear up there. Really? Yeah. What happened? So I mean, we're we already got our sheep. It was in the brooks. In the brooks, and it just. So we're walking out. We're we're taking loads because it's like you're not gonna. Eat. I don't you're leapfrogging. Like, yeah, I'm leapfrogging, dude. It's, <laughs> so that's it's, the way. Best way to do. It. Don't it's kill a yourself. Lot, it's a lot of weight, dude. I could do it, but I just don't want to kill myself. I've yeah. done it, but you know, we were just we we're going to going out and uh, we we're making trips. And we've seen this bear. We've seen a lot of bears this last year, but this one was just acting so weird, dude. Just dude running. He'd go across the river, come back, just going like this but we were we had the wind the whole time until we were going to where we we're gonna to drop and then come back mm-hmm. and uh he we we finally got upwind of him and he smelt the meat and dude just i think he just locked on just like bolted to us it was like a probably i don't know it was a grizzly so it was, i couldn't tell you how old it was but it was a good sized bear and dude he was like i don't know he was less than 100 yards and just pacing it and alders just back and forth back and forth that he just wanted to come we were screaming doing everything i chambered one i was i thought i was gonna have to shoot him because yeah. i wasn't gonna let him get any closer i have a pretty small 270s not the best yeah bear around but it will do the job more but, knockdown power than a 44 yeah i, I wasn't worried about it i wasn't yeah. like scared or anything but i was like i don't want that's the last thing i want to deal with is shooting a bear yeah pack out you know how it is it's like sheep camp yeah yeah it's like but dude it's just like i was screaming i was like don't come any closer i was like i was talking to i was like you come any closer you are dying yeah and it's like it listened to me i was like (laughs) it's just like then finally just cut across and went out i'm like wow dude it's like it must listened yeah but it was it was just acting super weird just like running all over the place but before we seen it we were we were out we were in the wind so it's like it didn't know we were there but it was like yeah. just going back and i wonder forth. if the wind was like swirling a little bit and it was like catching whiffs so it was like kind of it could have been yeah because it was just dude you're just doing it was like erratic it was like it was like it was like chasing squirrels but it wasn't it was like but we were like two three hundred yards away it could have been you know it could have been swirling a little yeah bit. yeah that's always um a bit sketchy when you gotta leave you know a whole bunch of meat somewhere. Oh yeah. Then go back and go get more meat and then be very like aware that you just left this stack of meat and like looking 
to see where it is and make sure there's no bear around there before you because you would see it because you would see it <laughs> and then it's like yeah. here you are with more meat on your back yeah you know what i mean that's sketch yeah what's uh um when you guys do the leapfrog thing because we we did the same thing before we carried it all out and it's like dude someone's gonna get hurt doing mm -hmm. this you know what i'm saying and kudos to those guys that that can do that and, and carry a 140 pound pack and you can do it i mean like i can't my knees can't do it i'll be very open and honest about it um so like shuttling it is the way to go but obviously you're risking leaving that mm -hmm. stuff did you guys like I remember we stashed ours because there was no trees around where we did. So we stashed it like and put like a bunch of like big rocks over like that was going to do something. Like yeah. Actually just move it. But just mostly to you keep it out of the sun through. and the weather, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. in case like it started raining and you obviously didn't yeah. want to get any sun on it. Um, so I guess two part question. When you guys left the meat there, did you hang it up? And then B, what's the distance that you find to be most comfortable for you guys for shuttling? So we have a tarp, and he brings in, like, a, a little tarp shelter so you can, like, if you had to glass or anything. Oh, okay. So we we, sh we sheltered that out, like, just built the shelter and then stack rocks so there's airflow so you keep your meat good. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of airflow, but just if it did rain, it's not going to rain on the meat. Got it. But, you know, it all depends. Probably four or five miles is pretty safe. You could do and you can shuttle that in a day, no problem. Yeah, but it all depends on the terrain. If you're going up, sometimes if you're like crossing, like if you have to do a pass, there's sometimes like you, we got lucky the year before there was like snow caches and we were able to like bury the meat in snow, which was awesome yes. to keep it cool. But it all depends on situation. Yeah, we've always brought one of those big industrial like. I don't know how many thick, how thick millimeter, like, um, trash bags, oh, cock tractor big, the yeah. three mil. Yeah. And then like found like some sort of like eddy on the Creek that, you know, you're not going to have problems with water, like rushing into it and then just getting it in there, get some really tight and get all the air out, get a mm -hmm. couple tight knots in it maybe use a zip tie and then just leave it in the water. Cause then you don't have the scent problem that's yeah i was just thinking that that's so a good idea we've done that a lot but we've also done the snow cache thing but i've never just left it out on the like the rock yeah well yeah just like here yeah we yeah we always least least get a cover over it yeah but if you get some airflow it usually stays pretty good but it, it definitely if you could keep it cool it's yeah. definitely yeah but you know like you're out three four days you're like you're getting worried about it it's like man i don't want this meat to spoil because oh, it's dude. the cream of the crop it's the best meat stuff, there is man. yeah it's like the best dude sheep meat is the best meat that's dude. your favorite oh yeah for that's sure. your favorite i feel like sheep hunters are the only ones that think it's the best it's really <laughs> good but we work so much harder for it than the people that enjoy it with us yeah so they're like oh yeah it's really good but you're like how good is it really? like dude don't waste that or i'm gonna eat it because yeah, yeah, fucker yeah. you know it's definitely the best when you're out there just carving it and eating it like that night oh, or whatever yeah. over a fire or whatever that is definitely the best like after all that work the sheep heart dude just just after just to enjoy that dude oh alaska mountain oysters yeah oh i don't i, I don't haven't eat, done it yet i don't man. eat the nuts but i, I bring them back yet. a buddy of mine likes them so i bring it back and give it to him he's like he loves them because they're like the biggest nuts there is 
<laughs> best bang for your buck <laughs> oh yeah biggest bang for your buck for sure because i got a bison dude those nuts are tiny dude oh really dude i couldn't even find them i didn't even really? know it was a male dude because I... <laughs> oh that's funny i, I know shit that. you not dude i i thought it was a cow holy shit then i brought it brought it back to the farm and the lady was like uh yeah that's some that's a that's a male i was like there's just nuts right there i was like where they're right there. Two little like, olives. i'm like dude they're like that big i'm like that big of animals that small of a sack dude i'm like what the hell well, what did chad say have you yet ever had the rocky mountain oysters yeah, yeah. yeah. and what's yeah. the texture it was so yeah, like water I mean, chestnut is that i don't know why i think that no it was i mean <laughs> just wanted to be that <laughs> the water chestnut <laughs> It definitely wasn't crispy. Yeah, I would say it was like um, if you did a hard bo- if you did a hard boiled egg, and then someone just gave you like a piece, like a quarter of the outside of um, you know the whites. Yeah, like it was like that. It was definitely like the inside of the meat had like you know the inside kind of spherical, smooth texture, like that was from like something that was sphere, you know, yeah. and the outside was, and uh, yeah, and then. Uh, <laughs> What would uh in terms of texture? How do you like cook it though? The meat, we just cooked over over a fire. Just jab it and roll it. Well, I was tricked into t- t- eating it. So <laughs> John Lyle was set me up. Can but, you boil um, it? Let's get a full hard boiled. You sous vide it right there. <laughs> Bring your little sous vide. <laughs> I think I, I take that back. I did try. I think it was a caribou net. Now I, I got I got tricked <laughs> we were he was frying the heart and he's like oh just try this i'm like well that's pretty good he's like i put the nuts in there <laughs> i think that's the exact same scenario i think we were eating sheep heart and then i ended up with a piece of the nuts and my dad was laughing. he's like yeah you're from wyoming <laughs> <laughs> that's funny the buddy that i give the nuts to is from wyoming <laughs> yeah oh they <laughs> love it dude those wyoming boys they like that festival <laughs> the rocky mountain oyster festival yeah, but in Wyoming, oh it. yeah, dude, yeah, John Lott loves that. Yeah, shit. yeah. Every every animal I kill, he's like, you got to bring the nuts back. It's like I'll do that for you, just for you, just yeah, for yeah, you, yeah. bud. Yeah. It's like nuts. my dad, man. My dad is like, you got to bring them back the liver. Da, 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 da. Come to find out, okay, it's not for him. Oh, it's for his little rat dog. <laughs> I've been carrying this liver. You know, every animal I get, I'm like, oh, I need the liver. Or if I'm with someone else, it's like I need the liver. I'm preserving it thinking he's like gonna make liver worse or do something yeah, yeah and i come over there one one like christmas or something he's like oh this is the liver that you got me it's for coco <laughs> i was like what <laughs> what he's like yeah he's like yeah this is the best this yeah. is the best for the dog he's like look at her coat I'm like look at her coat look at my Whoa. knee <laughs> Coco, about to get that boot. <laughs> I do have a good coat on it. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Joe. Um, I know we talked before about this, um, and, and people have this idea of the bison hunt being this like epic adventure. Um, and I think more than more than a lot, more than a little, more than a little, more than a lot. Um, you hear that you are actually going into like almost like a fenced area. Um, it's not like this epic hunt that people feel like you're in this open range and you're like, you know, in this crazy wilderness. And you told me this story that you kind of felt like you were like in like 
like a farm or like a fenced area and you're not the only person that's told me that multiple yeah. people have told me that and it's one of those coveted hunts that like everyone's putting in for every year because obviously the meat is amazing and then you go in there with these expectations of you know having some grand epic like once in a lifetime once in a lifetime hunt yeah but it's not that no it dude it, it's not what i was like expecting it to be i was like kind of bummed you know because all like the hunts i've been doing are like pretty epic you know you have to work your ass off and it's like you know sheep hunting and then any other like even moose hunting is really hard work it's like but then you go like bison on i mean it, it depends on where you go obviously but the the place i i i went is like i paid the lady mrs schultz and it's like yeah they're right over there but it wasn't that easy it was like they're in a field and you got to sneak up on these bison and i was like how do you do that like there's nothing in between i was like oh the first time i was like dude they're right there i'm just gonna walk up to her and shoot one but no they start running and you ain't gonna catch a bison on foot yeah but then the next time we got sleds and we we try to like sneak up and it's like they end up you know it just it wasn't like the, the what i was cracked up to be i was like it's not like a spot and stock deal some people can do it and i was like you know it's it's cool and all but i was like they're in a field it's like i don't know i didn't think it was like it was cool but it wasn't like awesome to me you know i i did harvest one it was great me i fed my family and my brother's family and my other buddy's family and it's just but you know it wasn't like you know like an awesome hunt yeah. i wasn't like super jacked about it because i was like i put down a, a harvested animal but it wasn't like awesome yeah, and like fulfilling adventure wise. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was like it's kind of like farming. I yeah, thought. I didn't test you. No, it's no. more like state hunting in the states. You know, like when I was down at Washington State, and people were like, "Hey, let's go hunting," and then we go out to their you know grandfather's farmland, and you know the deer are there, and it's kind of like, "Oh, well, you walk down this gully and come up the other side," and there they were. Yeah, yeah. I think we're just spoiled with you know when you go on the sheep hunts and goat hunts and. Well, it's just like you, you have like a relationship with nature. Like you're you're put into a position where like you have to beat them in their, you know, their environment, mm -hmm. and then you have to work hard in their environment, and uh, and it's just not like given to you. No, you know, you, you, a lot of times it's like unknown area, and it it's just different than showing up, and then the whole the permission thing yeah so, like luckily you like had someone that gave you permission yeah it was it was like i went up there with not knowing anything i, I had called a few people they're like oh this this and this i was like we worked the state land but you know the best information i had i was like i'm just gonna go to the bar and talk to people yeah yeah and dude i got so i did i met all these people and they're like oh dude just come on my land it was like okay it's like just like how am i supposed to see a bison and it's like but you know it was that was cool like meeting people and like yeah. talk to people oh you guys are buffalo hunters just come come over here and we'll you need to talk to these people and talk to those people they're old guys but they've been up here forever but it was like you have to know somebody and like everything's private and you can't use your on x and it's like it wasn't my it wasn't my go-to like best hunt ever but yeah, it was yeah. it was cool you know i'm glad i experienced it but yeah I'd, I'd definitely do it again for yeah. sure but for the meat is awesome yeah but you know it, was, it wasn't awesome like the awesome level wasn't up here yeah 
It seems like a good hunt to turn into more of a youth hunt. Exactly. Oh, you know, when I was yeah. a kid, well, I mean, I started putting in for that hunt as soon as I sh- could, you know, it met the age requirements and could mm-hmm. shoot the grain bullet. And I mean, I never drew it still to this day, you know, haven't drawn a bison. I don't put in for that one anymore. But, um, I mean, if I would have drawn it as a kid, no matter what the experience was, like it would have been epic. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, we want more young people getting into like harvesting Alaska game and then which leads to conservation. So let's like, you know, give more youth hunts to these guys. Like, yeah, it's, it seems like a win-win. It's like, oh, and yeah. that's an animal that feeds a family. It's not a trophy animal. Yeah. Kid, kid, I think so. I family. agree, man. I was like, that's a good idea. Man. There's not that much trophy trophy value out of a buffalo. I mean, their, their horns are only, you know, yeah. they're the, little. The heads are dope, but I don't think anyone any one of us hunt for trophies. So no, dude, I'm definitely a harvester. Yeah, that's a mean, big man. fucking animal, though. Yeah, yeah it, it is it, a big animal. So yeah. do you um, what do you euro it or what do you do? Yeah, I I got a, I got euroed. I'm I haven't quite finished yet, but uh, I've been working on it. I think that thing would make an awesome like poncho dude i i uh got it tanned so i haven't got it back yet the dude's still working on it but i don't know what i'm gonna do with it yet yeah rug for the kids man. dude i got the full tan i'm gonna like throw it on the floor and see yeah because it's you know it's it's thick man yeah. it's that hair is like like winter is with the time to get it because they are the thickest yeah yeah how long is it like five or six inches dude it's it's thick yeah yeah how about the fat layer underneath uh do you know this one wasn't that fat yeah it wasn't that that it wasn't that bad it wasn't super fat but it dude there's so much meat on it i hung it in my garage and i worked on that thing for days dude <laughs> dude i was so tired by the time i got done with that my garage was so stinky oh yeah. just hosing that thing out turn the heat off and let it hang oh the wives love it <laughs> oh yeah she- <laughs> I'm just good. I have a big enough garage where I can just let that shit just hang in there and, you know. Yeah. Let it marinate. Oh, yeah. She knows. It's going to be stinky in there for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, Get yeah. that pine saw going. You're, you know, that's the that's the go-to, the pine saw. Really? Oh, yeah. That gets it out? Oh, yeah. Out of the floor? Yep. I just let it marinate. <laughs> <laughs> the pine saw. Oh, that's actually a good tip right there. Mm-hmm. A little pine saw tip. Tip. the old school dude you got to go with the pine saw yeah um joe joe's a big time um trout guy also um you got your drift boat you got your raft um we've talked lots about that but i want to talk about is um this right here oh the no this new solar the new solar dude i mean this is like the new rave is uh you guys haven't heard about the solar um i think i'm is it russian made mm-hmm. yeah right nice. from russia mother uh, russia i don't know if you can get it anymore dude i should have ordered <laughs> one i fucked up i should have ordered one before all this happened yeah another one yeah i bet you can't even get it now how big is that raft it's uh 16 feet okay i'm not sure the width and dimensions but it's the smaller the it's not the smallest but it's a smaller one it is it's badass. Yeah, that's all I can say. Because I had, you know, I got the Aluma ski, and I've worked that thing, and it's like it's cool. It's really it's badass. It's in its time, it was super cool. And the mini jets came out, and like you know, it's kind of on the back burner. But 
this is like the new new like because you can haul put a lot of the yeah the, the rubber displaces the weight the uh-huh. aluminum's heavy and this thing will just go go anywhere you just get a little outboard on that thing and it goes and then you can row it yeah that's what's super cool and you could be super quiet and just row and float down like moose hunt and it's you have a jet on it or yeah it's i got a little 40 30 jet ammo yeah. so i can still run it on the kenai which is awesome yeah oh really yeah and what's it on the front so you could put another um so that's just a rain fly so you can cover all my gears under there oh but i'm talking about this little black thing oh that's like another motor mount no that's like a. oh sorry that's like a i think it's like a for anchor oh okay it's like an anchor deal yeah oh so they have this little orange so you can cover it all up now is it like uh self-bailing is there holes around the bottom there Mm, or not no it's just uh there's a plug in the back oh okay yeah okay so is the floor rubber or is it yeah it's like a solid rubber though it's like you can walk on it it's yeah like, it's it's like a and it's like a hard bottom you wouldn't take that like down white water dude you would yes oh man you got to watch the videos on yeah. youtube yeah yeah the videos are crazy dude on those so you can white water really? those things that's cool with power who's selling those uh jet tech inflatables he sells them okay so i kind of last minute bought one i got some couple buddies that bought them and i test i didn't do it i didn't do the full test but i've I've done a few rivers in 20 mile and stuff like that. I've yeah. done the whole, all that stuff. And it's, it's impressive. It gets up on step, dude. Yeah. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, you got to watch these videos. Yeah, dude. W- which is the one here? Oh, the, dude, any of them. They said it couldn't be done. All right. We're going to watch this one here real quick. They said it couldn't be done, but they did it anyway. It's a bold statement. So you're not flying that thing in, right? It doesn't you, like roll up. Or yeah, it does. It's it does. rolled up in my garage right now. Okay. So that hunt you went on, did you fly in? Or? No, no, I just okay. trailered it. Yeah. I mean, look at that little creek it's going through, dude. They go up nothing. Dude. What's its draft? Like, dude, I don't, I don't really know, but. Like when it's like it was just like two guys in it and like yeah. there's not a whole bottle, dude. Like you can go up anything. Like, I mean, look like, at what he's going up, dude. Oh yeah, he chose not- the non-channel. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to go out this summer. I'm gonna, oh yeah, no, I'll dude, go with you for sure. I'm telling you, it's it's a lot of. Fun. I mean, it doesn't go super fast like those jet mini jets. Yeah, but you're like, wow, that thing went up. That thing, like, holy shit, white water. Yeah, and you're not banging rubber, and then you got those new polyfoots, and they're like H- what's this, a polyfoot? It's like a plastic, so it doesn't crack like the the yeah the on jet the foot on the jet. Yeah. The jets are cast normally, but this is like a poly, uh-huh. and it just dude, it's super tough. You bang off rocks and just yeah. I mean, look how shallow that is. Oh yeah, and he's going downriver. Yeah, dude, yeah. you can watch videos all day. Yeah, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram them, dude. It's like. This is awesome. Yeah, dude. They're, they're so super cool. He's not going to go up that waterfall, is he? Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah, uh, maybe not. No, I've seen some where they do go up, like, things like that. They're, like, going up, like, that's crazy. I would have took more video where I went to uh, Moose Hunt, but then you would uh, be able to know where I was at. So I was like, I'm not yeah. taking video. 
Yeah, Upper Huffman. <laughs> Upper Huffman. Right Upper Huffman yeah. is right like, oh, there's flat Minimal on the Oh, that I looks posted. like a steely river right there. I mean, look at that, dude. Looks like uh, Camel Creek. I'm saying if you can get a drift boat down it, my solar will go down it. Really? Yep. Or up it? Or up it. You still have the Loomis key? Be good for time. I still got it. Yeah. It's up for sale, though. Anybody yep. wants to buy it? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Hit J. J Don't uh, look at the solar. So look at that Lumiski. <laughs> <laughs> how how much do those things run? The solars they're yeah. they're not that. Bit. I mean, the raft. I think it was. I got the four thirties, like six, seven grand. Yeah. So like the same as like a high end raft. Yeah. Yeah. Really? That's not bad at all. But yeah. the motor is hard to find. I heard. That's the what jets, uh, Austin was saying. The jets like, are hard to find. It runs a special jet on no, it? No, dude. It's just uh, just a jet motor. Oh, right now? Yamaha. I mean, I, I had to get Yamaha, but Tahatsu, Mercury, you can yeah. run anything on it. Just yeah. wait. You want to get the latest. Yeah, yeah. Did you get four-stroke or two? I got a four-stroke, Yeah, but it's a, like a 05. That's all I could find. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he was saying. They look, they look The two-stroke, the old two-stroke, uh, was it a Tahatsu? Uh-huh. Those are the, what everyone was running but they don't make the two stroke anymore right because they were like the lightest yeah but tohatsu makes that new 60 40 which is really light too mm -hmm. but that's what they're a lot of the guys are running now okay on the 470 My, mine's at 430 so it's a little smaller the tubes are smaller that's about it okay so i can't haul as much weight right i uh i heard the wife got the moose yeah the 20 mile yep oh, this is gonna be nice. a solar hunt Oh, solar for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kids are going, dude. We're going to take the whole family up there. Oh, cool. that's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be cool. You going to the lake? Dude, I, I went up there last year, so I went to the lake. I went to With the glacier. Your boat? Yeah. Oh, shit. Dude, they'll go anywhere. I went to both sides. I, the Lumiski will go up there no problem, too, but that solar is just like with ease, dude. Yeah. Jumping I mean, logs. Look at this guy shit. right there, dude. He's like not even in the river, dude. He's just like running the bank. That's crazy. All that is in the motor, all that is ground is that foot, dude, just sucking water. Yeah. That's all that's you crazy. Need. Yeah. I think I have a new sheep hunting plan this year. <laughs> just take that solar. Shh, don't tell there. anybody about yeah, the rivers. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Don't do it, guys. Go get an aluminum ski. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're going to bang the bottom up, but you can go. Yeah. What do you? Can I borrow that uh, August 10th? <laughs> yeah exactly exactly dude it, it's endless on those things i'm like yeah, yeah. so how, how much weight can you load in it uh mine's a little it's it's not as good as like the 470 which most guys are running which i wish i would have bought but it, i couldn't find a motor you couldn't find a motor at the time what do you need for the 470 for a motor you don't need obviously the bigger one but like a 50 35 is like ideal yeah or you can go with sixty forty, but the the four thirty is like a smaller model. I got like a forty thirty. That's mm -hmm. like the max for it. But they're like Russian, so you could you could put whatever you want. They don't have like the the little placard on there is like pretty much limitless. So you can like do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, they're gonna be impossible to find now. Yeah. So uh, so like if you're gonna run your up one of those like super shallow well just up to 20 mile like what's the weight load that you would do like going up to the lake i could do well uh, see the lake so i did it with two guys and it was like no problem so i could probably do 
two guys in gear for hunting. Yeah. I probably have to do trips if I got a moose. Yeah, yeah. But for sheep hunting, like you got your hundred pounds in person. Oh, dude, kind no of problem, thing. no problem. Two guys in a sheep or two sheep, no problem. I like that. I think we lost Brandon. Yeah, I haven't heard him in a while. He's yeah. coming in and out. Yeah, he was on the beach, beach side there. It's all right. He's on vacation. Yeah, that's a seek outside there. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, it looks like so on the bottom right here, the zipper doesn't. Oh, it does open up all the way. Yep. So it's you can you can roll those doors back and keep it open. Yep. Is there another door on the backside? No. No. Now is there for um um what am, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I got a flap for the the stove. Oh, so that has the that that is stove mm, jack, adaptable. Stove jack. You stove can kind of see like on the left side where it looks like yeah, that's a stove jack there. That's the stove jack. Yep. Did okay. you get a stove? No, I didn't. I I don't know if I have. I need one, but yeah. it depends on where what time of year I'm going to go. Then I will think about getting one. Yeah, yeah. If we were like muley hunting and you know late late October November in Wyoming, yeah, stove city. But I got a 15 degree bag, dude. I'm pretty yeah. good on that thing and i got yeah. puffies i'm like i don't think i need to carry a stove yeah does it got eight different tie down spots yes yeah i think so okay now what is it is this a little to make the it go out guy lines yeah little guy lines to kind yep. of square it out mm -hmm. for wind and all that yep. stuff that's perfect i didn't does post the black diamond have that no no the black diamond does not have these little guidelines to make that part go out so i didn't post very many pictures of my seek outside but there's dude they're Legit. i like it yeah it seems like those guide spots the guideline kind of yeah that, that's important like if you're getting into really bad weather you know? yeah i think if you got a lot of i don't know if it like rain or wind probably yeah wind yeah that's another thing like your if you needed your uh trekking poles kinda. yeah yeah that's what I was thinking about the the pole in the middle. Yeah, really needed it. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's true. Like in this situation, like if you had to like guide out to a yeah, pole, totally. Or you could guide the pole on the inside too mm -hmm. and push it out. Yeah, it looks like it has a whole bunch. It looks like it has one on each of the little, and it looks like it has less seams because on the black diamond, like this is a seam, this is a seam, this is a seam. This there's like eight or 12 different seams is it less seams i don't i to be honest i don't know it looks like it's less and compared to like um carlo has the eight man kafaru there's n like no seams it's just like one continuous mm. one continuous piece mm -hmm. um so there's no like break point you know or water can drip in or, or whatever damage points yeah It'll be interesting to see what they do in like the next 10 years for like that condensation. I mean, there's so many different options there to have like breathable membrane and, mm -hmm. you know, different, it'll, it'll just, it'll be really, you know, seeing how well this is working. I think that, you know, the right people involved, it has a long ways to go. Like, yeah, they, I mean, pretty much right now the option is, is to raise the pole and leave a gap. Yeah, airflow. Leave a gap on the bottom of however right. however much, you know, four to six inches so that right. air can get in there. Um, but then you're going to get a breeze and yeah. basically, which is all right because you got all your gear in there and you kind of make like a little 
you know, a little barrier. What, what, a put, what about putting like some sort of like downcomer that like goes out of the, the stove spout, but then like comes down and like kind of like a candy cane down. Yeah. So, you know, like condensation can't get up into it, but then you have airflow out and then oh, you, if it's all the way down. Yeah. And then you have something like thermally driven where like it'll slowly spin a fan that's plastic Oh, you know, cause you have heat in there, yeah. right? So like you get that paired with like a magnet that's super light and suddenly you got this thing spinning real slow. Yeah. Pushing the airflow out. I, I think that there's a lot of cool things that could be done. Yeah. I think they are just like the base of what the, what the possibilities are, especially with the fabrics like oh. that Dynina or Dynema. Dynema. That's pretty new. That's, yeah, that's, that's new. like within a few years. Yeah, that's like a freaking greenhouse. So when the sun is out, <laughs> oh really? Oh, yeah. It's cooking you. It's cooking in there. Yeah, it gets hot. Yeah, that thing's badass. Yeah, I've been looking into that. I've been wanting something. Yeah, they're specs. They're they're spendy for sure. But but hey, so is everything else? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've learned that the hard way. It's like. You spend the money once, and then usually you don't have to buy another yeah. item like your optics or your Sims waders. Sims waders for sure. I learned that. I mean, how many pairs of neoprene waders did you ever growing up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were counting it. Like I, so my dad bought me a, a pair of Sims waders when I graduated college, and I wore them more than one year's worth of time, and they were fucking fine. So it was unbelievable, dude. Yeah. I got the top of the line Sims pants. Shit. I don't even know. I still have them. I still wear them every, yeah. dude, 10 years ago. Yeah. And there's, they never leaked. I never even patched them. Yeah. They don't sell kids ones. Yeah, that'd be a bold move by your kids, Sims waiters. But it's like. They grow out of them so fast. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? true. I mean, I'm just thinking about my boys, like how many waiters yeah. I've already spent. I could have yeah. both. Bought them both a pair of Sims waders. Except for they wouldn't fit. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't like fit anymore. Yeah. One size fit all kind of kids waders. Like oh. be able to roll them down or oh, something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. There's not like a good option for kids. No. You just got to get the new Oki pair every year and a half. Oki wear. That's the best stuff for the kids. Is that is that what they... Oh, you're buying Oki wear? Oki wear? Yeah. For the kids? Yeah, I have their boots for the kids. But they have waders? Yeah. Um they have uh yeah, they have waders and they have um like the traditional style waders, whatever that fabric is, and yeah. then they have like the neoprene with the boots ones. Oh yeah. That for like the, the littler kids. Yeah. You know, if they're just trudging around in the in the mud and the rocks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and those things are like bomb proof. Yeah. Yeah, those are really I nice. Like Oki wear. Can't go wrong with the Oki wear. Oki wear. Yeah, you got your kids in that? No, I haven't. Yeah, that's like legit. And I think I saw your kids, they had the full one. The, yeah, they have onesie okie wear. It's like just one whole like oh, yeah. onesie rain, just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, go out to the nail chick or anchor Girl, point, man, just let yeah. them rally. I think I have some of those, but I don't know if they're okie wear. Yeah. No, they're legit. They stand up to, I mean, yeah, my kids aren't uh, safe with their shit. No, no kids are. (laughs) (laughs) So you got the elk coming up. Yeah. You got the goat coming up. Both party hunts with Brett. Yeah, we we both, we partied the goat and the elk. 
And the moose hunt? No, those weren't party. They were just separate. Oh, but that's for the wife. Yeah. Or you got your own separate moose too? So she's, Sammy's got the, no, no, I didn't get the moose. So okay. Sammy's got the moose and then Brett's wife, old lady's got the bull tag. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's got a lot busy. going on. And we got a lot going on. <laughs> Hope there's no windstorms. It's going to be, ah, uh, yeah, there ain't going to be, I ain't going to be coming in. No. It's going to be. I'm going to be full go, 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 full go, go, go. On what are you more excited about? The, the goat or the elk? Dude, I, I'm stoked on the elk. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to. Well, walk us through that. I mean, I don't know, unless it's a, a secret. I know you told me that you're doing it a little bit different. Yeah. Than the way Chad and Brandon. Yeah, we're going to do it boat based. Yeah. So, yeah, this guy I met, he's going to do it on the boat. So he offered to take us out. We're going to do the boat based. We're going to try that. So how does that work? Like you you just kind of cruise around and find entry points and hike in for the day and see if you can't find something and come back out and try a different entry point? Because I know those things got to be moving around that island. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think we're just going to spot from the boat and then just go from there, like kind of like. Kind of like deer hunting on Kodiak boat kinda, style? I mean, most deer hunting, you're you're getting off in a good yeah, area, and then you're hiking, and yeah. you're not spotting from the boat for the most part with deer hunting. But with elk, they're a lot bigger animals, so you can spot them from the boat. So I think that's more the route we're going to take, just more in general, just to spot where the group is. Because mm. if you get the general area, you can kind of work that. And then it's going to be the, the heat of the rut, so you can kind of we're gonna i was uh, hoping to work on my like trying to bugle at least like try it oh you know? yeah yeah you know i mean that's what i've heard talked to a few guys like you gotta work on the bugle and yeah but did I you mean, buy I, one of the um no, Phelps no, no deals i haven't so. no you better start now how's your moose call though we like to ask a lot of our guests <laughs> to uh throw out their best uh moose call uh it's 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 still a work in progress. Can you can we get can we get a shout out on it? <laughs> can we get one? Uh, cow or bull cow? Let's go cow. <clears throat> it's been a while. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I like it. You want to attempt the bugle? Oh, dude. <laughs> I couldn't even go there. I never tried yeah. it once. Yeah. You could get the little mouthpiece in there. Yeah, uh, They don't just do a hand bugle, right? Everyone no. has no. like a piece in their mouth. They do the the piece in the mouth, and then they grab onto the actual bugle as well. Oh, it's, it's double? Well. Yeah. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought one, I thought the um the piece in the mouth was a cow call. They can do the cow call. And then call, the, the, the horn was the. The horn is the, the bugle. But uh, they all, some of the buglers use different like mouthpieces for the bugle as well. I think okay. it's some like a process, man. I'm like, the yeah. people like work hard on this. I'm yeah. like, oh no, they have like full competitions, dude. That Phelps dude's legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you could order one up and and at least be. Uh, <laughs> It'd be fun to practice. Just for to a while practice, and dude. Go in the garage and like start yeah. bugling. <laughs> every every time your kids fuck up, just be like, all right, I'm bugling for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> Get on the horn. <laughs> kids will be out there dancing. <laughs> Dinner time. <laughs> Get in the house, boys. <laughs> well, that and like turkey calls too is like a big oh, crazy yeah. like yeah. little deal there, man. That's you yeah, talk to some, you hear some of those uh, podcasts on like turkey hunting, and they get to doing the bugling and the and the little turkey call, just like the 
The first time one of those came into us, dude, it was just like, I was like, fuck, there's a pterodactyl right in front of me. They're so <laughs> big because you're on the ground. Like, it's just, they look monster, like monsters. I'm still trying to get my um, raven croak down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, go. Just call them in from the hot dog stand. Uh, yeah, I'm trying, <laughs> man. That's where I'm at. I'm over there, like, watching it, and there's yeah. one over there just like, go, I give go, you one go, of go. these. You go fly over there and lead everyone uh, to my stand. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you see him, uh, you're out there moose hunting or sheep hunting, you're like, fuck, go fly around, find your buddy, and let me know where they're at. We'll feed you. Yeah. Well, I always thought that that would be a, a crazy um, pet if you could, because those ravens are so smart and just like capture one of those things and train it to just like communicate with you. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to get old Mike Radford, uh, yeah. his hawk out there. <laughs> yeah. See, hey, go get me one of those baby ravens. <laughs> Have you ever seen a baby raven? No, I haven't. No one has. That's funny. Yeah. Have you ever seen a baby no. raven? No. Where do they where do they breed? I don't know. Um, I was actually actually I was talking to um man, I was uh, talking to an old Alaska native person. And um if you haven't noticed like in Anchorage anyway, you never see the ravens till the wintertime. Mostly. And they're coming in because obviously there's a source of food with the trash and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I guess all the ravens go into the forest in the summertime. And I would assume that that's probably where they're having their little babies and their chicks. But I've never even, you know what? I'm going to Google it right now. I've never even seen a baby raven. No. Not no. even like a picture. Yes, I, I never even thought about it. Oh, look at them right there. Oh, so cute. There is some photos in there, huh? Look at the little baby raven. Huh. Yeah, see, they're like in the woods. Well, obviously, well, them freaking ravens just know where they're not. They're going to be safe for sure. Yeah, you never see you never see the ravens that much in the um in the summertime because in the neighborhood, in the wintertime, the ravens kind of take over the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and then in the summertime, it's the um, what's the other little bird? Crows. No, no. Pigeons? No, no. Well, pigeons too. Magpies. Yeah. The magpies, dude. Those magpies are earthworm killers, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be like my kids versus the magpies trying to find earthworms. Like, every time, like, as soon as it's done ra- uh, um, raining, you just see, like, the whole... We had, like, a whole um, nest in our backyard. These like A murder? Yeah, the magpies, dude, just, like... Go get after it, dude. And they just get all like they're all in my wife's garden, dude. She's over there, like just pissed off because they're in there, like trying to get all the worms and stuff out of there. Yeah, well, we got some BB guns now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got the AOK on it yet, but rotisserie magpie. Yeah. Yeah, those magpies, man, those things are vicious too. Those seem to be like they get along with the ravens. Like they don't, I don't know. Something about it, man. Those two, you don't ever see any other. Those are like the top, like predator. I don't know what the word is there for those scavengers. Yeah, yeah. They definitely like stay back a little bit from the ravens, but they sneak in, grab mm. their little bite to eat. Man, those ravens up close, man, are scary looking, dude. You see one come up, and you just if this thing came at you, dude. You'd be screaming like oh, a little yeah, girl, dude. dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's hopping after you. Yeah, pecking yeah. you. Well, Joe, thanks for coming in, man, and chatting with us up, man. And, and uh, I hope that um, you uh, 
connect on the goat and the elk and the moose and then that's that's right that's it you should just quit after that oh, we gotta get that muskox man I'm oh muskox that. that's next that's on the that's on the agenda now uh, you gotta draw that one so. you gonna spirit or did you see that video <laughs> i that'd be badass did you see the video of the oh, guy that spirit it what was his name uh brit luck or something well yeah. yeah i don't remember his name but i think i'd i'd probably bow hunt the yeah muskox because it's like you can get right they're pretty up on them. defenseless when they're like when they just circle up yeah yeah but i don't know it'd the, be cool the, to eat one i heard they're good we did we had one at the meat party um oh yeah two, man, three yeah, years ago yeah, three years two three ago. years ago yeah, i think yeah. i want to say west brought the muskox sliders is that what it was? Wes has a muskox? I think he got it from somebody oh, or okay. something. I don't know if he yeah. got it himself. Um, but someone did bring the... Um, the I just the filmed m- myself up on that one. wild rice that he makes. Oh, the Cajun rice? Yeah, the Cajun Oh, my rice. goodness, dude. I don't. I didn't make it last year. I was in Hawaii, so... Oh, you I'm missed the, you missed the meat night? You'd be there this, week, this yeah. year? Yeah. You got a lot of options, man. What are you going to bring to the table? I don't know, man. You got a I'm lot. Gonna to, I'm going to dig the freezer and make a look at some recipes. See what you got? Yeah. What are you going to bring, Jackie? We'll see. I got some options cooking. I don't have that many options. I wasn't that successful last year. Oh. Uh, Come up with something. I wanted though. to mix, like, seafood with wild game this year. Oh, you know what I did get? That'd be good. I got um some hog. Oh. From. Uh, like Georgia or something? From uh, Texas. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, uh, my barber's other, one of the other business partners, um, went down there, and he gave... I was thinking he's going to give me, like, a little piece. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. This dude came with, like, 12, like, maybe more, 20 pork chops, dude. The Ziploc nice. thing was, like, it was, like, vacuum sealed, like, this big, dude. It was huge. I was That's like, oh, awesome. okay. I was like, I already know this is going mm-hmm. right to the meat party, dude. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. Well, we're less than three weeks away. Um. Yeah, I think by the time this one airs, it's going to be going out there. Um, I know full intention people listen and like, what's this? The meat party? Da, 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 da. Um, this is actually a private event for this year for all our guests and all our close friends. Um, but we are looking at expanding it possibly next year to um, a lot of our listeners because I know that a lot of people are interested in all this stuff. Um, so you just have to be jealous for this year. Um, and it's 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 more than just meat. It's, it's you know, seafood and, and, and jams. And I know Ira is... Coming oh, through, Ira's, yeah. Ira's going to come through with a bunch of stuff. And I know Erica from Alaska Outdoor Girls got a bunch of, like, cool stuff. Um, local green salads mm-hmm. coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, you know, yeah. It's going to be good. I'm going to have to fast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you know, man. So dude. much good food. Oh, you can't even eat it all, dude. You can't even eat it all. The, I mean, I think the one time we was like, there was like ceviche and like the halibut ceviche. Was that you that made that? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I, I love that shit. Yeah, the halibut so ceviche. Good. I'm definitely going to do that one. That's like a staple. Yeah. The, maybe the, the spot shrimp ceviche. Mm, I got to yeah. get my dad's. My dad has like a really good shrimp ceviche one that he does i gotta get his little recipe he changes it up it's not the same um he changes it up okay like the uh halibut one i i think my mom taught me that one but my dad has like his own little own little deal but another one i was thinking about doing is my dad has his like spicy like tacos that we that we did we actually did it on fourth of july Mm -hmm. 
Um, and he did it with uh, moose meat. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god, dude! It is. Delicioso. Right, right, right. Now I'm starving. I made some uh, bear chorizo. Oh, some spring bear chorizo, yeah. dude. That was good. That was good. It's like you know, bears greasy, and yeah. the chorizos normally greasy. And yeah, it would. It worked out like they they mend together. Yeah, yeah. And it was like great for like cheese dips and tacos and or stuff eggs. like that. Egg, yeah. Oof. Burritos, yeah. breakfast burritos. I oh, made a bunch yeah. of breakfast burritos for a moose hunting camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and potatoes. And then I, then I want I, a know, whole bear of this now. So I, so you know, I, I rendered the bear fat too. Yeah. 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 So I cooked the potatoes in oh. bear fat, black bear fat, because yes. I rendered a bunch. Because I, I watched some YouTube videos like, oh, I can, I can do that. Yeah. 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 So was okay. it a spring one or Springer? Yeah. 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 And the fat was so good. Yeah. 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 Nice. I mean, I'm not a professional, but yeah. there was a bunch of meat left on it, so there was some residual in the bottom. But I let it settle, and then the, all the the fat was on top, so it looks like oil now. Yeah, yeah. But after that, I was like, I just fry some potatoes or whatever I need to. Yeah. Have you ever had a bear crust or a pie crust or cookies made with bear fat? No. Incredible. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So that's uh, when we go up to the Lau's house. That's what we get. Mm. Knock your pants off, dude! Hell yeah! That I'm gonna do more of that bear fat yeah. though, because yeah. you can like you can cook with it. Yeah, especially like the you know the August blueberry fat. Mm. Oh, that'd be the best. Yeah, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get well, that was like the one purple. of the most highly coveted products back in like you know the 1800s and you know the explorer days and all that stuff. That's that bear fat, man. It was for everything. Yeah, you had to render it down. It's it's super easy. Like mm-hmm. you just cook it down yeah. and it just turns into freaking grease and it's like wow there's yeah. a lot of oil in that fat yeah making me hungry uh-huh. stink that house up though oh i bet, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that outside yeah. in the garage <laughs> little msr reactor action yeah yeah just get it oh just ruin it just yeah. one dedicated only for that oh, oh yeah my goodness yeah. <laughs> the bears know where to go when you're cooking a sheep deal you sheep should meal. do that at freaking you're out there camping or something yeah that'd be a good place for it oh yeah uh, well, thanks, Joe. It's uh, Jay Peters fifteen forty seven on Instagram. If you want to look at some of Joe's cool pictures or have any questions, I'm sure you'd be willing to answer anything um, as far as uh, hunting goes. Um, if you're not a Patreon member yet, go to patreon.com slash Alaska Wild Project. Barney's uh, it's got the merch in there. We have some new stuff up on the website as well um, if you're looking to support us that way. Um, leave us an Apple Podcast review. I'm actually debating on doing a, um, a giveaway for like the the raddest funniest apple podcast review we should do that um so just leave us a review man and 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 we're gonna find one we like and we're just gonna send you some stuff man because we love reading that stuff and and that's really helpful for for us and for everyone that's listening um so if you got a cool uh some cool something to leave on that that'd be really great and um you know alaskawildproject.com for some of the uh the merch and support the um people that are supporting us um all the sponsors and all these local businesses um we're all in this together and uh we appreciate everyone listening alaska stay wild you remember my speaking to you of what i call your overcautiousness are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing the alaska wild project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors 
Barney Sport Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit acminc.com today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge, can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details. Specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment.
We cannot beat the enemy where he now is. We never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.